You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now!
Bodies, it's the Ryan of Fez show. 866 Ryan Zero Fez. 866 Ryan Zero Fez. Alright, today, John Bryan. Uh, pretty much, uh, we gotta get that up on the iBank. Um, the. The cool thing about uh, that is, is, is that the second day in a row Liz uh, sets fire, did the playlist, because it sounds so much like yesterday's. <laughs> like the metal break. Not her uh, birthday again today, huh? No, it's not, no. Only, you only get one a year. Why is that? Unless you're one of those birth people that, today's my half birthday, you read those fucking people? Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, they're great. My buddy's mom would uh, call him up. Justin, it's your half birthday. Oh god! <laughs> and he was—it it looked like he was having a panic attack as she called him. <laughs> it's like I—I—I'm t- I, thirty. I don't. You need, need this. You can stop doing this. But no, it's me. Happy is since she came out of me. So this, the two of you were just laying in bed in the morning, and then no, no. Because it sounded a little gay. I was drinking. <laughs> Mimosas. No, straight. Straight. Um, today is New Interns Day, yep. and they tell me that they want to call themselves the Pips Posse. And I like the attitude. Peepees. I wanted to call them uh, Rico's Raiders, but was it Raiders? Roughnecks. Rico's right? Roughnecks. Better. Better. Okay. That's why they're genius. Once one of them dies, the other one becomes lieutenant. Please, don't even give it away. You know I haven't seen it yet. I'm, it's in my queue. <laughs> How's your reference for those roughnecks then? I read the book. <laughs> um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I love to come in here and say who's got the story of the day, who's ready to run with it, see where the confidence level is. Because you know our motto, winners always quit. That's the motto? Yeah, I think they do. I think a lot of winners will quit. And a lot of quitters win. They never bring that up. A friend of mine never finished anything, won the lottery. Damn. Never went and picked up his, his cash, though. Why wouldn't you do that? You have a year to do it. Didn't think it was worth it. It just seems like it's hot out. Yeah, but then you can get the ticket and buy an AC. Uh, do you got the playlist on the iBank today? Am I, am I running in the past? I got it. John Bryan, I got when, uh, Do I have the world's slowest computer? What browser are you using? You got a little Chrome? I don't know what I got. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make one of the interns, hopefully, is some kind of Silicon Valley fucking computer specialist. Hopefully. <clears throat> First day. Always exciting to have the new, new crop interns in. It is. I had a chance to meet them all. 
I don't know who's going to be the standout yet. Too early to tell. Jezebel did a thing on how to do your internship properly. <laughs> and I think the intern should all read that. You study it. They also did a thing of uh, reminding uh, young girls not to dress slutty for their internship. Remember. Exact opposite here. Oh, no. All right, since they're young hipster interns, let them know that Brooklyn Vegan is also pushing, uh, brooklynvegan.com is also pushing the uh, Lonely Island. So, big ups. Always. Forever and, forever and always. Always Brooklyn. Always about f- uh, food co-oping. Love a food co-op. I like to just work there a little bit. I like to unload vegetables. Well, that's the only way you're going to get to shop there. And then it's free? No, you still pay food, but huh, you, you, have, you, odd. you work there for the right to give them your money. All right, tell the uh, the young up and comers that it's finally working. All right, good, good work. <laughs> I was thinking about starting a co-op in Astoria because the co-op in Park Slope here in Brooklyn is just in the papers constantly for people for celebrities not wanting to work there. So I figured, all right, maybe some celebrities will start moving the story if I have a co-op. You know, uh, I saw a celebrity on the street today doing a cool-down, covered in a nice uh, layer of sweat, really looked in perfect shape, and maybe we'll do 20 questions with uh, Pip's Posse. (gasps) Pip's Posse! Pip's Posse, sir! Is that what they yell, sir? Yeah, they yell, sir, yeah. You know I haven't fucking seen the movie yet. I'm dying to. Can I just ask you one thing? Yeah. Any bugs in it? It's, there's a bug planet. Ooh. That's home, Johnny. B.A.? They whacked B.A. They whacked us, Johnny. Goddamn bugs whacked us. It's weird that the Army would have just giant flat screens all over their training facilities, just in the middle of nowhere. Jermaine Lassier wrote up a fine article today about Arrested Development. He forwarded it to me, which I love the fact of, because I felt like, you know, like... Maybe he sees me in a mom role where, here, I want you to read my article. I think that you would like it. He, I believe it's the finest uh, Jermaine Lassier article I've ever read. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. He doesn't use the word awesome or blow your balls off even once. Any reference to bodily fluids? <laughs> yeah, he says he jizzed all over his jizz. <laughs> he jizzed into a bucket and jizzed on top of it. This whole rest of the thing is getting crazy. I read today that Netflix's stock's down 5% because people didn't... People have been bitching about it on on Twitter. I think it's really fucking interesting. Now, I'm not in the full search. I don't know if that's the way to watch it. Like, I'm just looking for joke after joke after joke. But I'm like, wait, let me. Now I got to go back and watch the second episode because there was a bunch of things in there I didn't get. Yeah. I thought it was really fucking cool so far. Yeah. But I'm not in a hurry to watch it. People are freaking out. It doesn't make any sense. I hate the fanboys. They're the worst fucking people. And you know this was going to happen sort of because as soon as they announced it, it's just going to start building up in the build up in the build up. What, what I'm going to do is start and ask for like really people that have everything to be proud of in their life to do one more project so I can attack. You know, we'll hit the Monty Pythons. Uh, we'll go after Dick Van Dyke. Doesn't matter who it is. Just one more time. I'm laying them right now for Larry David, long haired Larry David. In his clear history. Can't wait for that. Another beautiful HBO movie. You're going to have to wait for it. I can't, though. I'm, somehow, maybe i got to talk to people at HBO. <laughs> um, Eric, you're on the Run Fez show. So, 
So I totally made an ass of myself. It's a bit of a story here, but I made an ass of myself the other day when I was talking to some guys. I was drunk with a couple of friends of mine, one of them who happens to be black. He's a good guy, uh, even though he's black. Uh, no, but, but I'm talking to these guys, and we're talking about the generations, and I'm asking them what the millennia generation is. And this one kid uh, who's a white kid says to me, well, we grew up with the Internet. Well, I'm a little bit older than him. I'm Generation X. But I'm a computer guy, so I also grew up with the Internet. Oh, I respond stupidly. I also grew up with the Internet. i got to hang up on you. You're just... That's the first fucking call of the day. All right, I need better callers today. I can't put up with it. That was crazy talk. No, really. Oh, God. I just missed Generation X. I believe I'm Generation Y. Y chromosome. <laughs> Love it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I'm going to give a big story of the day to Chris Stanley. He seems to be a go-getter. He's up and ready. And he's ready to quit. What do you got for me, Chris? Never that. Um... Do you remember the mother-daughter porn team? The actual mother-daughter. Remember, I might have been sending them postcards. Well, they're back in the news because they put out an open casting call for a father-son team to make themselves a total family affair porno. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. I don't think they're going to have much hard time. One child grows up to be. I'm getting it. Um... See, here's the deal with this. The Sextons is the name of them. Yeah, Not to be cl uh, confused with the Saxtons, but if I was them, I'd try to do something on that. Um, they said they've worked with separate actors as father and sons, but it just didn't come across that way. No. They, they they want they want people to realize that look mother daughter father son we're all just gonna make sweet love to each other. I think, and they said because they don't actually touch, it's not incest. Yeah, they're just in the, they're just working over the same dude uh, or dudes as they pass back and forth, <laughs> and the father and son mother, mother and daughter thing. Now I saw from a uh, sex part online saying that she still considered what they were doing to be incest because you can be turned on seeing these sexual acts of each other and you know i think occasionally somebody says like get it mom or go for it mom or you got it take it take make all sure it. you come mom uh and they still believe that that is a problem now when you get into the mother and daughter in the same bed with a separate father and son. It's not incest. And yet, I think as a society, people are a little taken back. But taboo is a very, very big thing in the, in the porno world because we've gone so far. They like getting weird. Um, and I have a suggestion for who they could grab. Yeah. Look. One movie's coming out this weekend, After Earth. Who's in it? Will Smith, Jaden Smith. Interracial, incest, it's going to be hot. Now, you forget this, because we did this story not too long ago, where when a woman does an interracial scene, her stock drops, because there's some amount of... 
which I'm going to guess is southern and midwestern people turned off by it, and they stopped following that person. I, I totally now, forgot about that. And also, I don't believe that Jaden is old enough. He's going to get emancipated. And plus, and here's the downside, those two have already done the, the father-son thing in their own family. Oh, God. Willow. By the way, the, uh, the Smith family I call the most confident family in the history of the planet Earth. It's totally ridiculous. Incredible confidence in that family. I love it when they were on the Graham Norton show doing the whole Fresh Prince of Bel-Air thing again. You know I don't watch Graham Norton until the weekends, and you fucking ruined it. First Starship Troopers, now Graham Norton. I hope they didn't bring anybody back from the old show. Oh, DJ Jazzy It's Jeff. not unusual. <laughs> was it DJ Jazzy Jeff? I noticed this with the... Uh after Earth poster, Will Smith is trying to pull something, and I just saw this this His morning. His penis? No, he looks incredibly airbrushed and young in the After Earth photo, where it's half of his face and half of Jaden's face. Where it's, I don't know whether they're going for a clone angle in this movie. I don't know whether you're used to movie posters, but they're all airbrushed. Sometimes you can't even recognize the people in it. The Jim Carrey. I believe it was the God poster was very, very big because really these things are much closer to to illustration than they are photography. Uh, but I remember when the poster came out. No, it's not that one. It was maybe Yes Man. But one of them, you could not even recognize him as Jim Carrey. Uh, Jennifer Aniston has also been through the same thing. You can't go buy magazine covers anymore. And you can't go by uh, movie posters. They just go out of the way. But this takes us off topic from the Sextons and uh, Hicks. Yeah. This mother-daughter thing, uh, disgusting or right on for you? And I'll open up the phones for this 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because we have a lot of uh, things that, of course... Actors portraying this in pornography, which, who has a problem with that? Not me. But when it comes to the actual mother-daughter team that Tampa Bay's own, the Sextons do, uh, a lot of people, mm, they pull back a little bit. Uh, I, I have no problem with this whatsoever. And I think they're pussyfooting around. Okay, is that more wordplay? No, they're just, they're being timid here. They, there's got to be some touching, because they've already thrown it out there that they're, you know, mother-daughter. So now people want, as it is in porn, go that next step. Now they got to start touching each this other. This is the problem with porn fans. There's no stopping them. It's almost the same as crack fans, where they act like, I only do crack on holidays. Or I smoke a little crack on the weekends. But before you know it, you're in the fucking stall at work. Hitting that fucking glass dick. Mm. Yeah, you you fall deeper into a hole of trying to find the. Most. I got it. More wordplay. <laughs> Vagina hole. And that that um that psycho sex psychologist that said this is, that this still is sexpert the sexpert who says this still is uh, incesting yeah. and touching other crap. That woman doesn't know what she's talking about. She should take away her sexpert degree. Because if they're not physically touching each other in a sexual manner, if they're not trading fluid, then it ain't incest. 
incest like a father oh, oh please don't go i don't need i don't need that it's incestuous thought as opposed to actual incest incestuous thought is uh, one thing but there's probably a reason that uh well other than eskimos uh the sex in front of the children doesn't take place um Here's Steve in Wisconsin. You're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, a million bucks. I'd like to see a father-daughter-mother-son combo go. Oh, all right. So, see, now, all right, the the father-daughter-mother-son combo. And why would that be better for you, Steve? Uh, It's just a little more risque. Log out, Steve. Log out of the goddamn internet. It's corrupting your fucking brain. Incest gangbang. Uh, the father-daughter incest is the worst one. That's the worst one. Mother-son, second worst. Brother-sister, it's almost accepted. It's almost like... That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. At least in my mind. In my, my, if, if I'm going to rank all the, the worst, the bad incests, the father-daughter... And what about steps? Steps is... That's not incest. That's... That's just, you know, you find someone attractive who is an adult age. I'm not, no underage stuff. It's a very interesting thing, because even though there's no genetic line, there's nothing that happens there, when that goes down, people are freaked out. I knew a girl who's, and she was an adult, and her adult, obviously, parents married. And her parents were, like, in their... Uh, 50s, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. She was in her, let's say, late 20s, early 30s. She falls for her mom's husband's son. Oh, okay? Yeah. Now, they weren't raised in the same family. They didn't meet each other into adult years. And everybody was skeeved. <laughs> Everyone was completely fucking skeeved. That's crazy. But look, there two. There were two adults who were attracted to each other. Now, here's what I was thinking: if you had two people that were 27 and they married, and their two either divorced or or uh, parents, you know what? Let's even go beyond divorced. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they have dead. They're married to dead people. If those two old people fell for each other, I think everybody would be a lot more accepting than they were on these two skeevy pervs. These two skeevy white trash pervs. It's a double standard. People don't, people think that um, older love is nicer. See, if it's two lonely people. Because they can't imagine them banging. Yeah. But the people in their late 20s, early 30s, everyone was skeeved thinking, you filthy bastards. Now, I didn't ask them, but I know they probably played some brother-sister games. Why wouldn't they? It's right there in front of them. It's easy. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Pep. Yes? Uh, where would you rank the grandfather-granddaughter incest at? Uh, I still think that's below father-daughter because, you know, they have that, that there's a different, you know, there's a... All right, I got one that I think I can beat. Okay. Okay. Just straight up two oh, gay guys. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think <laughs> that way. Father-son, that's just vomitorium time. We still have those, or is it just in ancient Rome? I think yeah, that's uh, that's where jockeys go between races. <laughs> jockeys go. 
I know they got to keep their weight down. They don't have any teeth. From the you you would think the speed would be enough <laughs> to keep them going. Uh, the Sextons are in obviously Florida. They're doing big big business. There's pictures. A not safe for work uh, picture up on the iBank today. Um, and we know from uh, Chris Stanley and his partner there on the weekends, Eastside Dave, how low people will go with their porn watching. <laughs> they well, will just get worse and worse and worse. There's plenty of tube sites that are available where you can just watch pornography all day long, every day. And just all the weirdest, craziest things you want, you know. Yeah, but most of them are pretend. Any of the taboo oh. stuff is pretend. Where here, this is actual real. This is which makes them so, you know, makes them superstars. Um, are they superstars in the industry? Yeah, they're superstars. Just for this, for this gimmick, for their, for their, for them going this. Extra I can't mile. believe it's never been done before. Um, here's uh, James. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. So, uh, as strange as your story would be, uh, story was there going to be what was my best friend for 30 years. His mom died, and his father remarried the lady several years later and uh, at the wedding uh the guy met basically his stepsister and uh they kind of hit it off really well and uh started dating everybody kind of thought that was kind of wrong i didn't give a shit this guy had never really been laid before so i thought good for you getting some pussy good luck well shoot a year later they're now married and the family's weirded out or okay no they're totally cool with it now of course god help them if they get divorced, I imagine that's going to be really kind of awkward if family get-togethers. Um, well, family get-togethers are awkward no matter what. I mean, I would Very find fair. that this is somewhat awkward even now. But, now, so Hicks, you have no problem with that, right? No. What if these two children were raised in the same home? <sighs> yeah, the, It's the Brady Bunch story. Mm -hmm. There's no genetic uh, connection, no bloodline whatsoever. Fine, I'm fine with that. Because you know, if if they were to have children, they would be you know genetically okay. Yeah, but isn't there some kind of weird, you know, unspoken thing there? <laughs> to some people, yeah. To me, I'd be fine with them. Like, hey, you guys in love, go for it. You're a really easy going dude. Oh yeah, really easy going dude. Uh, here's Eric in PA. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. Um, so what do you think about uh, you know two cousins going at it? First cousins can happen, although that's how most of us learn to kiss. If you're going to be totally honest, <laughs> please. That's amateur hour cousins. Come on. <laughs> but well, listen, I, 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 I don't I know where. I th is it second cousins? That's where you can you can marry, I believe. And what's the second cousin? That is. Okay. Uh, that's your cousin's kid. Yeah. That seems even worse to me. That seems even worse to me than first. <laughs> it's like it all gets muddled. Hey, how are we all here? Incest? Come on. For, for, no one's going to give that answer. <laughs> seriously, all, all the lines of all, all of our peoples, they were all banging each other. And that, that's how we were all, we're all products of incest, if you really want to think about it. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know that to be true. Because you're acting like there's an Adam and Eve and the first blah, blah, blah. And I might be wrong about this, but I don't know whether they haven't proven that uh, people have come from 
different parts of the world. Like, someone told me this. It's white people who have the Neanderthal gene. So we basically did it with another fucking species. What? Yeah. Like crazy. Have you ever seen your forehead? <laughs> I have a general, I have a Seriously, giant, giant if, head. If we had some kind of fucking time travel thing, right? Yeah. And we were to ship and we went back to caveman days, uh -huh. I'd send you out to make the fucking peace treaty with your hair, beard, and forehead. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna go, hey! You want a box? It's Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I would send you out in a heartbeat. But don't you find that? Like, there was another species on this planet that we killed out. We destroyed. They say that um, one of the reasons, like, uh, Homo sapiens were, the, were able to outlast the Neanderthals was because, A, our brains were bigger, and that we were able to be, like... Associate more with other Homo sapiens, like Neanderthals. We ganged up. Yeah, exactly. Neanderthals were like anti-social dudes who just, you know, just died out. Just... But apparently, we uh, we banged plenty of them. That just seems like taking advantage of special needs people. Um, well, there's movies about that. I don't know whether it's taking advantage or just giving them a full life. Uh, here's uh, Dale. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, what do you guys think about the twins? Like, there's the Milton twins. There's been a couple others, uh, identical twins in the pornography industry. I think I, the Milton twins always look dead-eyed to me. Yeah, they don't look like they're having much fun. No, they they almost look like captives. Bad performers. And I think I saw one of them pregnant. Yeah, one of them was pregnant and, you know, doing it with the twin. Oh, no, 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 no. They never touch each other. Ugh. They just do it next to each other. <laughs> Wait, or, the double teaming a dude with the twin while pregnant. Yeah. Ugh. But they are, like the other people, they don't touch. But they are right there, you know. <laughs> they were big. They were big because they were like uh, around when like uh, broadband internet really blew up. That's when they. That's what their time was. Those few years, and everyone was like, "Oh man, the Milton twins, sexy." And here, here she is, pregnant, having <laughs> sex. They're not related to the famous hypnotherapist, I hope. That would be terrible. Okay, I don't want to see that. Okay, I don't want to... Yeah, turn that off. I'm not Dave. <laughs> that's that's the, why, the one... I can't deal with that either, the, the prego porn. That just freaks me out. This is why you're fucking insane. <laughs> Seriously. This, this takes... Out of everything that you will put up with... No, it just is. It is horrifying, really. It's just... I Stop do not it. like that. Okay. Stop okay. it. Okay. This is why your girlfriend, baby, what, what, um, well, you call her that. I thought we all would. The, the, no, no, Jesus. What do you want her uh, kind of on air name to be? Pepper's girlfriend's fine. Now, that's not... I like baby better. I don't. Because no one makes her sit in the corner anymore. I tried to. <laughs> and fucking Pepper pushed past me, and then they did a big dance, and then she dove into his arms. It's great when we're up in the Catskills for that crazy summer. <laughs> I know. It was so damp. Um, here's uh, Luke. Luke, you're on Fez. Okay, so check this out. I, I worked it out. My parents are actually double-step half cousins. Okay, you're fucking Amish, dude. No, 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 no. Okay, so both of their step-parents are half-brother and sister. Their step-parents 
are a half brother and sister. That really is incest. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> That's fucked up. How many toes you got? Oh, uh, the normal. Normal. Seven <laughs> on each foot. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, here's our buddy Glenn. Glenn, how you doing, pal? Hey, buddies. I saw two. I've seen two mother daughter clips that were like real. Oh, at least I believe one was a dude that was uh, in between them. They didn't touch each other, but uh, like the dude was sticking his finger in one girl, right. you know, one's vagina, and sticking it in the other one's mouth. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that was legit. And then there was another legit one where the mother was talking to the daughter's kid on the phone like it was a it was a real shady shady video i was like a homemade and like the dude was there and she's on the phone with her granddaughter and okay blah blah blah, blah. and then there's there one's given a blow job the mom was given a blow job to the dude and then the girl kind of snuck up behind her and like opened up her mom's ass cheeks and went in and right before she licked the cape cut and went to another scene um, and then, like, a week later, that that clip was gone. I went to go find that clip again to show somebody, like, dude, this is a real mother-daughter team, and it was it was gone. So I, I think that one was legit, but it was it was, it was was weird. I don't believe anything is legitimate online. I just don't trust anything. Cuts, that it, it wasn't real. This guy, this guy just got played by Thank the you. amateur porn industry. This, um, I forget what the new movie is that they're actually using. The cut. Oh yeah. Is it Nymphomaniac or yeah, something? It's Lars von Trier. Of course yeah. it is. Nymphomania, I believe. Yeah. And at the end, they eat fucking a teenager. They cook and eat a teenager. I want to see it. Sure you do. You see everything by him. Uh, Travis in Mississippi. Yeah, check out the Potter twins. No. Potter twins, you say? Yeah, they uh. uh the dildo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Potter twins have a very CEO wife's uh, look about them, like Stepford wives. And Potter twins, all Harry Potter stuff's coming up now. Oh God, don't fucking tie in the two. Oh, they oh they share they share the genital. All right, those are fake, incredibly giant fake breasts. The Parsons have had some work done. Oh, there you go. <sighs> they have mannish hands. Yeah, I don't like the Potter twins. Uh, here's Bob in Texas. You're on the Run and Fez show. Okay, so I'm hooked up with my cousin, but we're never going to have children. So, Pepper, is it okay? We're never going to have kids? Well, here's the thing. What's his name, Bob? Oh! Yeah, get dirty. Wait, I'm from the South. Give me some credit. I'm sure you don't even turn a head down there in Texas. And I, I'm fine with it. I said the worst is Father Door. That's the one that, you know, is the skeeviest. On the incest scale. It's a star studded uh, cast in this Nymphomaniac movie Christian Slater, Shia LaBeouf. Is it LaBeouf? Uma Thurman. Talking about man hands. Willem Dafoe's in it. Uh, they believe they've found the smoking bong. Yeah. Uh, they, that bong uh, binds throughout her window. They couldn't find it at first. It's because uh, it landed on the third story uh, 
<laughs> it's like like the um, it was like a subroof. It was like the landing gear that happened in nine eleven that just turned up not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, they they found it, and because uh, the cops apparently didn't look, didn't look on this in the subroof at first, and then some uh, guard let TMZ reporter in with a camera and um, take pictures of it. I say they found pieces with resin on it or whatever. I think that could have been anybody's bung. Oh, they're going to have a hard time proving this. Plus, they spanked her vagina. Yeah, they worked it over. She's going to have a fat lawsuit. When's that other Lindsay Lohan porn coming out? That's in July. The Canyons. One more night up in the Canyons. I can't wait for that either. Mr. James Dean, male porn star, said it. It's not spelled the same way as the original James Dean, though. <laughs> no. I call him James Dean Costello. Uh, Charlie, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on? Uh, two of my wife's cousins had a three-way with a guy. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were they drunk? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I then I say that's around. okay. That's that's just wipe it clean. <laughs> All right. Later. Good for them. The sexual revolution, you know, was what forty-five years ago. Well, this is the incest revolution. <laughs> You're just lazy, Hicks. More than anything. No, you know what the thing is, Hicks. Yeah. You being an only child with no cousins have no idea what family is. <laughs> so you don't, you don't have the boundaries. You're like fucking K-Pax. You come to this country and you don't know that you're supposed to fucking peel a banana. <laughs> it's all the same to you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I can't understand that brother sister relationship. I just don't know. Brother, sister, mm. brother. Yeah. So I I don't I can't get enough of that stuff though. Hold on, man. I'm exhausted from doing my Terrence Malick impressions. Ah, I'm back. Okay. Oh God, good. Yeah. I just had some of this new Shack soda, and I feel like. Energized. Oh, you got a can of it? Yeah. Mm, I, oh, I can't it's wait. all cream based. <laughs> Everything is cream based. <laughs> Give us the four big flavors strawberry cream soda, orange cream soda, vanilla cream soda, blueberry cream soda. He likes cream. This is go great with the um, Joe DiMaggio espresso drink that they have out as well. Why well, you got attacked? He should have called them Kareem, like Strawberry Kareem, as a little homage. Uh, then Kareem would want to be paid. <laughs> that would be like me coming out with Opie and Anthony soda, going, isn't this great? I'm going to start something called Jordan Juice. Oh, no, like, fucking disgusting. Like orange, you know, <laughs> grape. You're disgusting. It's a beverage, not a bodily fluid. Pips, how the new interns working out? They're learning. They're getting there. Have they uh, read the Jezebel article yet? Memorized it? Not yet, Ron. Okay. They better get on it, because they need to know the rules here. They don't want to screw this up. They had to come meet with me yesterday. It was nice. Yeah. Well, they said, finally, somebody took the adult role with them. They didn't know what was going on, because you guys are like, you know, rock and roll and whatnot. Everything's potty time. Do whatever. Come in not even prepped. Best summer ever, right, guys? That's what I said to him. I gave him the thing. 
don't believe in your prep, mm. and quitters always win. <sighs> you sure that's what we should tell them? I just like to point out, I don't quit everything. I just quit the hard stuff. The easy stuff I'm willing to keep doing. Matter of fact, I want that on my tombstone. He never quit anything that was really, really easy. All right, all right, right let me write that down. Uh, Vernon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, there's something hardwired into us that uh, my, all my friends wanted to fuck my sisters. They're supposedly hot, but to me, they're gross. I lived with them. Yeah. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. That First of all, there's nothing that looks more ridiculous to you than your own brother-in-law. You're just like, what is your fucking problem? Why would you go elect into this? Hicks, you wouldn't understand that because you grew up with nobody. No. no. <laughs> and treat it like an adult by your parents. Pretty much. There wasn't much childhood going on. Your father wasn't so much a dad as he was a track buddy. Love going to track. <laughs> That'd be the Saturdays. Let's get on the, let's get on the Long Island Railroad. Go I'd love to see pictures of the two of you out at the track together. I, I'll bring one. I got one of me at the track. It's like a little real little kid. I'll bring oh, it. Oh, God, in. I would love that. I just found it. I was going through a bunch of crap. Found a bunch of weird pictures from the 70s of my parents. Bring all that in. Okay. I want to see how fucking nuts they were. Because <laughs> your dad was definitely like gutter punk. That was his fucking... Yeah, he was, he was a bad man. He was tuna from Blow, where he would just disappear for long periods of time and just get into weird things and just get into fights and weird drug deals and get arrested. There is always this traditional role for some men of disappearing. And I don't know what they hope happens on the time that they're away that's going to be met, that they'll be welcome back like they're going to hit big and come back and everything's going to be great or you know they're going to get their shit together mm-hmm. but they think to themselves, well look, I've been gone for 24 hours and I look like shit. Let me stay out here. You know what I mean? And work it out. And before they know it, months have gone by. And yet they still return. Yeah. My dad went to California for like two years or something. And then came back and just married my mom immediately. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Is she waiting for you? What the hell's going on? You need to see what unsolved crimes took place in California <laughs> <laughs> during those two years. What kind of Manson murder went down? Oh, yeah. Some, you know, some craziness. Hicks showed us a picture of his dad, and he looked like Jim Morrison at one point. He was, yeah, that, that was like when he was 19. I'm trying to find it. Oof. He looked like a transient, pretty much. Um, does Baby ever ask you questions about your past? My Baby. I, that was you. You kept calling her Baby on you. That's all it takes for something to stick, dude. <laughs> you know this. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, have you watched that movie on uh, Showtime, The Borgias? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Do you see the one, the episode uh, this year where they, uh, there was a couple episodes ago where the bastard son uh, hooked up with the uh, his sister? Yeah, but you have to remember, they were Catholic. And that's the kind of stuff that happens there. <laughs> it was pretty 
Crows, though, when you know, he was in bed and all of a sudden his sister shows up. The weird thing about Catholics is nobody has more rules and nobody's more comfortable breaking them. Yeah, just go to the confession. Now, the Vatican came out with a thing the other day where they said, uh, um, no, atheists can't be redeemed. So they're going against the Pope. This is this. They they did not know what was going on. It's where it all starts to fucking fall apart with this guy. He doesn't like the jewelry. He doesn't like the cars. He doesn't like the guards. He doesn't want to be a baller. He just wants to do exactly what he was doing before this. He's not long for this whole thing. No, that one lung is gonna collapse. They <laughs> uh, circumstances. They've been known. They you know they want a rock star as pope, and they got this acoustic folk singer. <laughs> He hates everything that the Pope and the Vatican have been associated with for hundreds of years. Or at least he kind of rejects it of just the opulence of it. Yes, he wants to live in poverty and wash people's feet. And kiss them. And and they're like, yeah, okay, but we like really big parties. We like steak dinners. We like gold. Old Pope was rocking Gucci all the time. You know he looked stuff? like shit in it, though. No one ever brings that up. But he looked like any other of those Upper East Side fucking 80-year-olds who try to fucking rock out. Look, they're label whores. That's what they are. I, I'm, I'm, that might be you know, disrespectful to the church, but that's what it is. <sighs> well, Hicks, I only wish that you had a relative that would change your fucking mind about the stupid things. Talk to Baby about it. Mm. Baby, it's Chris. I'm back in that place, that dark place. Back. <laughs> Has she ever seen you on a good day? It's, it's rare. Has she ever seen you smile? Occasionally? Not mm. very often. Um, here's Biggie. You're on the run of Fish show. Biggie. Hey, I, I, have, I have a great name for baby on air. I thought it would be Leia. I mean, after all, she's chained to Pepper the Hut. Oh, shit. Oh, Biggie, I thought you were a friend. I do like Leia, though. <laughs> kind of makes her Star Wars-y. I love Star Wars. I like the second three a lot. I always like Jedi the best out of the original trilogy. For me, it's always Jar Jar. Jar Jar's the one for you? Yeah, I wish they'd do a spinoff with him. The Jar Jar story. People didn't like Jar Jar at all. They said it ruined the entire franchise, mm -hmm. even the first three. That's the Arrested Development crybabies. Pips, get your posse together. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to have them uh, be prepared to fucking play a game against Hicks. Brand. And maybe Fez. I don't know what kind of mood Fez is in today. He seems to be up and down. I would love to play. Uh I want to thank the overwhelming huge response to be in the audience for the Lonely Island Unmasked that will happen this Friday. You'll be contacted very soon about if you're going to be in the studio audience. And also remind you that the new Lonely Island album, the Whack album, is out June 11th. It's not our job to plug that for them. They get to do that on Friday. Not here to sell their product. Shit, I'd rather be selling Baby and fucking Chris Stanley's brand new videos. What? You heard me. I wanted to see you guys out there like Donnie and Marie. Another weird brother-sister act. Oh, they definitely slept together, right? I don't know. 
I don't get involved in that. Hopefully, Steven Sp- Soderbergh will make a movie about it. By the way, the movie that Fez hated so much, uh, Bad Stuff About Liberace, biggest thing that HBO has done in years. They are shocked and delighted on how big it's been. Well, the p- campaign for it was just huge. Like, e- between every single HBO program. Well, they were all huge stars in this. Yeah. Those were all movie stars. I think we're going to get a sequel. And for some reason, we have the 38-year-old Matt Damon playing a 17-year-old kid. Hot young stud, Matt Damon. It was camp, you know? People people love that Liberace, they love that gay stuff. Um, insane. Uh, here's uh, John. John, you're on the run of Fez show. What if uh, old Timothy Dolan over there got picked for uh, the big Pope spot? you think he'd be any different than this one now? Oh, yeah. First of all, party, party, party. Notre Dame would not have lost their quarterback. Which Jerry Barker tried to hang himself when he heard. I think he survived. I have to text him to make sure. Yeah, he did. we got to talk to Paulo today, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get in touch with Polo. He seems troubled. I don't want to hear that. He's he does that. <laughs> All right, send in the posse. I want to introduce the new kids. Pip's posse, front and center. For the love of God, and hurry your asses up. Yeah, where's their music? We got to get something done with the instant replay here, where we're up and ready to go and knowing what we're doing. All right, here's the new interns. First, let's talk about the let's talk to the intern uh, who Hicks had us fight for with HR for how long? Oh, easily a month of just like constant emails and just going back back and forth. And then they got very, very angry with him at one point. Yeah. And then finally, we had to pull in one of the big guns, Rob Cross. Chuck yep. Roast. Had to make his uh, move. What did you call him? Chuck Roast. God, what a ball buster. He's all, that's his first thing to take a shot at the PD. First thing. What exactly did you... Uh, by the way, what's your on-air name going to be? Uh, my name's Shelby. I mean, whatever you want. Oh, I think Shelby's fine. Sounds great. Sincerely. Uh, Shelby, what exactly happened with you that caused so much problems? Like, they said, they told me I did stand-up, so they sent it to the Comedy Channel, and then, like, I was like, well, I'm just going to be sitting on my ass. I mean, they just, like, play comedy bits. I mean, what are you really going to do there? And You're going to laugh along or just break in every once in a while and go, that one crushed. Good job, Gaffigan. And here's some Brian Regan. So you didn't want to work for the for the Raw Dog, I guess they were sending you, right? Like, I'm sure they're good people, and I... Like, just was a mix-up with HR, you know. Right. Corporate America, red tape. Okay, so, and you you, you moved in from somewhere, right, Shelby? Yeah, You're Pittsburgh. from where? You're a Pittsburgh boy. Are you a sports guy at all? Are you a Pirates guy? Uh, I have kind of lived all over. I used to live in St. Louis. I'm a Cards guy myself. Oh, God. What? 
I just can't take that we're the nicest fucking fans gimmick that they do. It disgusts me. We're really good fans. If someone hits a home run off of us, we, we clap. They appreciate the game, you know? Uh, yeah, they tell us that. They're the fucking Canadians of baseball. I just don't like when people tell you that they're good. Leave our uh, batteries at home. I uh, yeah, I like to chuck a battery every once in a while, even at our own team. Now, uh, so you've decided, I want to break into comedy, so you went straight to Pittsburgh. Follow the Dennis Miller route. Then you went, so you're, you're staying where this summer? Uh, Flushing. All right, yep. Queens boy. Maybe you and Hicks can uh, grab the train together. Good. Messed up on that. Flushing's way out there, though, right? Yeah, it's 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 a pain in the ass to get out there. To be honest, you know the old stand-up heck bit with that, right? What's that? Uh, you ever heard of uh, Flushing Queens? Sounds like a good idea. Then take a step back from the mic, listen to the fucking applause and laughter, and just curtsy. I'm gonna try that one. Yeah, it'll f it, it killed 90 years ago. Why wouldn't it work today? All right, so Rob Cross came in, went to battle for you. Got you here with us. Yep. Now, I thought that you were going to come in with a lot of energy. I thought that was going to be your thing. You come from a different direction, fear-based. Really? It's being done on this show, but I still like it. I think something... I mean, you've got the deer in the, in the, in the headlights look about you. Okay. Uh, how is your stand-up, though? Strong? I, I feel it is, yeah. How long have you been doing it? About six years. Six years? Whoa. Okay, it's time to Off start. Off and on, you know. Oh, all right. Off and on. Yeah. But ever been a road dog? I uh, opened for a guy who's opened for Neil Hamburger, so I guess you could say I'm doing pretty good. Okay, so aspect. things are happening. Yeah. All right, so you got that going on. But you've never been out on the road? No. Never made a living from comedy? Open, six years open mic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what is it that you're going to bring to the show, Shelby? I'm a. I like to think of myself jack of all trades. You know, you know whatever you need from me. Okay, I love Step the. I, I love where box. he's going here. Okay, utility, utility player. Okay, Just plug him in anywhere. All right. Crush. Okay, I like the idea. of This whatever comes up, I'm there for you. What pass do you me need? the rock here. Yeah, I like it. Nice. I see. I honestly see you doing a lot of sandwich runs, Shelby. Nice. I see. Like you're going to be that guy. You like sandwiches, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? You don't run into people who say, no, I don't like a sandwich. Matter of fact, if I did meet somebody who said, I don't like a sandwich, I'd probably kill him. Because even a vegan will eat a sandwich. No one blame you. Yeah, and I think I would um, be able to go into court, show off the bread, mm. lunch meat, yeah. or veggies, because vegans eat sandwiches, Hicks. Nasty, though. They call it a... Uh, Alright, hold on. Here's Lady Trucker for you. Now, this is already going to be a problem because she's a ball buster. Lady Trucker, you're on with Shelby, the new intern. Yes, I'd like to suggest that Shelby be called Helium Boy on here. Alright, get off his dick. Jesus. Uh, Doug, you're on the Run of Fest show. Oh, my God. Ronnie, love you guys. But Thanks. Shelby, uh, oh, please, let me, I, I want to stab myself in the ear with an ice pick. Okay? You know what? This is because it's a new voice. That's well, where you're going. no, he's from Pittsburgh. He has no Pittsburgh accent. I, I wasn't mean, born on, there. dude. He de yeah, he's, he only moved to Pittsburgh to get out of St. Louis. And Portland before that. I've lived all over. Well, uh, at some fucking point, you're starting to sound like a hobo, though, Shelby. I feel like it. Yeah. Right, the trains. <laughs> well, it's time for Shelby to get back on the road again. Do you know the secret hobo code? <laughs> He's got signs. 
there's signs that he'll see etched in on the end of town. Oh, it's safe at this house. <laughs> They'll feed me and not just shoot me in the head. Um, here is uh, Craig. Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, uh, I know for sure now that Fez is not gay because he has fathered uh, an illegitimate son by the name of Shelby. Has Fez taken any interest in you yet, Shelby? Uh, not not from my uh, knowledge. Not from yeah. my... He stayed a little aloof. Yeah. All right, so you're going to get that. That's going to happen until one day he'll then explode on you, and there'll be some small thing, some small transgression. Screaming match. Yeah, and it'll turn into a, an awful screaming match. Hicks, how are you feeling about Shelby? Because i got to tell you the truth, the difference between me and some of these callers, I like the voice. It's distinct. Yeah. That's it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'll put on a radio voice. You don't have to put on... All right, let me hear your radio voice, just so I... Yeah. What do you want? What, 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 what you think would be a perfect radio voice? Hey, uh, thank you on the Ron and Fed show. Okay, I like uh, that more. Blah, yeah, blah, let's blah, go blah. with that. Yeah. I do like that one now. I like that one now. It's strong, Shelby. Um, here's uh, Dustin. You're on the Ron and Fed show. Whoops. Go ahead, Dustin. Hey, uh, I just wanted to ask Shelby, does uh, he represent the Lollipop Guild? The Lollipop Guild? Don't listen to the Lollipop Guild. It's going good so yeah. far. No, you know why I came in the radio the same way? Because I did not have a fake Chris Stanley radio voice. What Chris Stanley radio? Trained by the Columbia School of Broadcasting. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Stanley with you. Esau Dave's coming up next. <laughs> Um, here's Frank. Frank, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Hey, uh, Shelby is, is in turn of the year because of the voice. He's a winner. He's heard all that bullshit from those other losers before. Hey, yeah, you take year. some of the shit on the voice on stage? Uh, no, not really. Mm. No. Because you have those heckler lines. You'll just fucking bury those guys that they start on you, right? Snipe them. Yeah, take them down a fucking peg. Drop yeah. the hammer, yeah. Shelby. There's a, there's a chief sniper over there, Shelby. You and him might want to do notes together. Back your hell explode before you even know it. <laughs> I dig Shelby's hair, too. It's kind of a modified fucking flat top going. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Fuck yeah, so hard for this kid. Put some product in it, you know. I love, I love, I love effort. You know, put some pride in how you look, I don't know. I love what you said, pride in how you look. Um, Dean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Is Shelby related to Sam Roberts? Uh, you're familiar with Sam. If Sam had sex, and he's going to one day, now that he's married, you could... Uh... All right, this is a very good sign I'm seeing here. Liz sets fire. Shelby fan. That's big, Shelby. I nice. don't realize yeah. that. She picks all the uh, playlists. She picked out the playlist today. Um, Bill in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, you know me. I like to look at pictures of Berlin turns and jack to them, but I just need to see a picture of where this fucking voice is coming from. It's killing me. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're picking up some bisexual fans. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's all part of it. John Travolta went out of his way to never, you know, put down his gay fans, and it's worked out for him. He's a big star. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I just want to remind Fez that he is not allowed to fuck the interns. Um, I don't think we have to worry about that. I have Be not fucked one yet. That is true. That is true. Or 
anyone at this point, right, Fez? <laughs> no, no one at this point. No, you not yet. You may want to sit over here with the interns. Are either one of you guys virgins? No. No, of course not. Okay. Of course so you, Your co-hostess. So, oh. all right, uh, let's meet the next intern. What's your on-air name going to be? Uh I don't. You can't pick your own on their name. I did like that you went with Ba though. So right now it's Ba. Uh, black sheep. Black sheep. <laughs> black sheep. It should be black sheep. Black sheep. Thanks. That's very very, very quick with it. No, you're a sports guy, right? Yes, sir. Now here's the interesting thing about Ba. He has the look of Fez's younger brother, but you know from years ago. You could be in Fez's family. I don't think that's true. You Not don't think so? Wrong with that. Not there's anything wrong with that. I think, find a picture of Travis right. that you can put up with this. But you got to go younger. I'll He's, see what I can find. See, Fez is very, very old, so obviously his family is going to be very, very old. <laughs> Shelby, enjoying the break, your chance to sit back a little bit, just relax, saying that Ba has the stick. You're going to make <laughs> us all forget about our last sports guy, Matty Ice, right? I want to try to. What sport is it that you dominate above all others? My favorite sport is football. I think that's the one I have the most knowledge in. But I'm pretty well versed in all sports in America, for the most part. Uh, but only in America. Well, I mean, I'm not a cricket guy. See, that's the thing. We do a lot of cricket work here. <laughs> you know how many Indian there's listeners a ton we have? Of, yeah, there's a ton of cricket stuff that we do on the show. I try to stay away from curling, you know, anything with a broom. Yeah, all right, bro- curling's a... Now, you, uh, you, Shelby, you don't follow sports at all, right? Yeah, I follow him. I'm not an expert like uh, him, apparently. <laughs> That's right. That's all right. right. <laughs> you know what I like about you? The confidence level is up. The confidence level where, because I like to say this, uh, quitters always win. If you really think about it, they don't get hurt. And isn't that winning? Um, here's Kevin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I'd like to welcome your new intern, Squiggy, there and ask him how Laverne and Shirley are doing. All right. That's a really old reference. Well before you were born. Do you know who Squiggy is, though? Um, not the fuck he's talking about. Right. Okay. I like it. You work in blue. Dropping that F bomb. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Shelby, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, repeat after me. Hide me, Rick. Save me. You must hide me, Rick. All right, this is Casablanca from, I believe, 1942. We might want to look that one up. Rick! Rick! Cigars and Scott should be able to help us out. Cigars. Hey, I bet you this kid Shelby has a huge carbon footprint. <laughs> Why is that? It ain't easy being green. All right, so now they're going with the Kermit deal. All right, Shelby, I know this might feel like a bad uh, start, but they're going to remember you. They're all go- right. And that's all that matters. Sounds good. Yeah. He needs a little more energy, though. These I mean, windows open like on the... No, don't. Okay. Don't jump. What? Believe me. Jesus. Every intern's been through it. Not so soon, at least. Just for future. You want some Red Bull? I love it. You know, I remember when Pips interned. I forgot. One day he made a mistake, and Hicks was mad at him, and he was really depressed. Yeah. And I've never seen him get in trouble since then. Well, uh, I have a firm hand. Oh. <laughs> no, not gay or anything. Not oh, like that. Seemed like it was very gay. <laughs> By the way, Fez is still looking for pictures of his brother all this time. It's like he's disappeared off the internet. Well, you're still trying to get on Ask Jeeves. It's a big problem with him. Come on, dog. Facebook it. Where's Clippy to help me? Um, 
Here's uh, Eric in Kentucky. You're on the Run of Fez show. I got a question for our new sports guy. Yeah, lay it on me. I mean, only in America. I want to know about Canada and England. Are we going to get some of this, uh, some hockey and some soccer coverage that Matty Ice was leaving alone? Yeah. I'm not an uh, expert on hockey and soccer. I could not care any less about, to be honest. So here's the interesting thing. He says all the American sports, this is how far hockey has fallen. <laughs> that and, and, right, you, right. and quite frankly, Eric, you can't blame him because at the age that he is, hockey's been pretty much off the map his entire lifetime. They've had three lockouts in my lifetime. That's yeah. never a good sign. <laughs> for a yeah, weird thing is for a team that doesn't have like even like a major TV deal, they sure have a lot of millionaires. Oh, the, the contracts are decent in the yeah. NHL. It's weird. They're better than for a lot of uh, NFL players. Who's your uh, football team? Dallas Cowboys. Okay, that's a fucking problem, dude. <laughs> Did you grow up in Dallas? No, no. Why the hell would anybody want to be a Dallas fan? And I ask my brother that every day because he's the one that made me a Dallas Cowboy fan, and my sister too. It's it's a tough life. To so you grew up in the nineties and you yeah. jumped in that whole era. See, that's why they're America's team. God, how I despise those fuckers. <laughs> I hate everything about them. Where did you grow up? New Jersey. So you rooted against your Giants? Yeah. And with pleasure, as a matter of fact. You're a fan of Tony Romo. Love Tony Romo. I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, like, think about his contract, right? They signed him to the long extension. The question is, well, if you don't want Send Romo, who do you do? Who do you sign? Who do you get, right? Uh, hold on. You sh you shut fucking Hicks down. I would take Cole over Tony. Oh, Cole. you're on drugs. I've, I've, yes, I've been in Arizona for school the past four years. I watched Kevin Cobb every game. He is atrocious. He's, I watched him in Philly, and I agree with you. He's atrocious. And in Philadelphia, at least he had weapons. He had Westbrook, McCoy. He, they had a semblance of a team. In Arizona, to be fair, he was thrown to the Wolves. But he is not... Give me Not Carson Palmer over Tony Romo. Oh, have you seen Carson no, Palmer you know in the past I, couple I, years? Here's the thing. Fucking Tony Romo is fun to cheer against. He's got a lot of fucking skills, and he's going to not be there at the end of the season. Let me ask you a question. He is a, he's the perfect Dallas quarterback, in my opinion. I want him to stay there forever and leave with no rings. Well, you know, I'm hoping he's going to get a ring. But you don't want Carson Palmer. The Raiders passed on Carson Palmer. I'd take Carson Palmer over oh. Tony Romo any day of the week. Yeah, by the oh. way, uh, Hicks is a guy who has managed every fantasy team into the dirt, <laughs> including an undefeated team that was given to him. Wow. Listen, I should have taken Russell Wilson over Kaepernick. It was a uh, oversight. Um, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run and Fez show. <laughs> Scott, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, uh, I just want to tell Shelby, I thought he was fantastic in Papillon and Midnight Cowboy. Uh, Wonderful work. Yeah. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Who's a bigger uh, star than Dustin Hoffman, though? Nobody. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, I'm sure y'all don't get many Andy Griffin. Uh, the Mayberry Show references, but this guy is spot on. He's a good wife, cousin Virgil. Um, you don't you. get them for that reason. They're not really that funny. 
<laughs> oh, shit, son. I it's like it. You know what? You're a fucking insult comic. That's your thing. Shots okay? Roasted. Yeah. Roasting it. You go out, you work the room, you take people down a fucking piece. Later, you do shots with them and mingle. And everyone <laughs> says, up. you know what? I thought you were a dick. You ended up being a fun guy. All right, this is the only picture of Fez's brother that he could come up with. And he's much... This would look like your grandfather, I guess. <laughs> there he is, a Tropicana field. Really great fucking seats, by the way. It's a great jersey too. The, yeah, the old school Rays. That's that's a classic. Yeah, it's gay, <laughs> gays, as we used to like to say. If you zoom out and look at all the empty seats, that's at a World Series game against the Phils. Wow. You're fucking kidding me. No, that that was during the World Series. Why is there baseball in Florida? Who doesn't fucking show up? There's at least four teams that probably shouldn't have cities that shouldn't have teams. And I, I would say that for every fucking sport. <laughs> I would say that for every sport. The NBA is the biggest. Well, hockey, if you want to get real technical, hockey is the one that has the most. Well, hockey should have very few American teams. Right. They should be more or less border cities. <laughs> and uh, Philly loves their team. Boston loves their team. New York loves their team. That's probably it. The whole San Jose and... Whatever's happening down there in Florida is ridiculous for hockey. Uh, you'd be surprised. The Sharks have a pretty high... I mean, they don't have a ton of fans, but they're very passionate. You know, they're yeah, like, but it's the ton that you need. That's true. This is even true in Philadelphia. You can't get a fucking ticket to that game, but then the same amount of people watch the away games on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not this massive that's true. thing that you expect. The same amount of people who go to every game and go crazy also watch on TV. I know that hurts people, but this is Canada's sport, and we never uh, should have taken it from them. It's like the NBA. I mean, they the Hornets left Charlotte, then they went to New Orleans, then they brought the Bobcats in. I mean, there's a reason why they left the first time. Right? right they don't want. They don't want to be there. Um, they don't want that team there. They don't want a pro team. They want college. Nick, California, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, is, uh, uh, I want to share something with the new sports guy intern. Bah. I challenge you to talk like the, uh, don't be such a typical douchebag sports guy. If, if you listen to Ronnie when he talks, when he talks about sports, he sounds just like he's talking about anything else. But when you do it, you talk a little bit faster with a little bit more force. And like, ooh, I'm making such a good point. No, let me say, let me say, because I'll just do it my way. Those baseballs have over our body. It looks like the old home team's out there on the field today. We're going to be playing nine against those damn visitors. No difference. Um, all right, we're going to play uh, 20 questions. You said you wanted in on this, right, Fez? Yes. How's your head today, Fezzy? Uh, a little spinny, but good for the most part. What do you think, Hicks? Is he there today? He's he's building. He's building up to be here. Why don't we start building him before the show? All right. I will build him up. Maybe one of these guys can be in charge of Fez. Would you pick Ba or or Shelby? I would think uh, Ba because he'll remind him of his brother. He, that is Fez's favorite person in the world. So, yeah, it's Ba. Sorry, Shelby. Sorry, Fine, if that's really what you want, then I guess that's... Yeah, that's what I just said. That's yeah, but don't do anything gay with him. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, you're not gay at all? No. Hate gays? No. Me too. But <laughs> just the ones I know. He said no. Just the ones I know. Doesn't really have anything to do with it. Just a personal thing. All right. 
I'm coming. I'm walking across town today. Big star. I believe a big star. Yeah. Doing a cool down. Uh, listening to music. A little bit sweaty. It's 20 questions. Fez, you get first question. Is the celebrity a man? It is. Is the celebrity on Arrested Development? No. That's two down in the 20 questions. We go over to Shelby. Remember, this is someone I saw on the street. A man. And uh, I'm going to give a little hint. I think pretty far from where they live in town. So this was a nice run. The sweat was a tip-off. Plus, I happen to know what part of town they live in. Uh, Jewish. Boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to guess yes, but... We're in New York. So yeah, I'm not sure. Played the odds. Over 40. Yes. Uh, mo- and movies. Has done movies. Yes. Is he? Is this person primarily a musician? No. That's six down. Shelby. Are they award winning? I don't know. I would say there might be some awards there, though. You call me off guard with the award-winning question. Yeah, just ignore Shelby. I can see that's happening right away. A-lister. Oh. Not A-lister in movies. But in their, in this person's field, I don't think that you could go any further. I mean, it's just gigantic career. Have they done stage work as well? That I don't know. I'm going to say no, though. I have a guess. Yeah. James Gandolfini. No. Running? <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, Bob fucking dropped again. your ass! Bob fucking dropped your ass! You got dropped! Please. You know what? You might be out of the game no, right I'm now. I'm in the game. When an intern on their first day hits you right between the eyes and knocks you down... Give me a break. And all you can do is get up and throw up? <laughs> I ain't vomiting anytime soon. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, what are I smelling here? Something's awful. Shh. Shelby, back to you after that stupid James Gandolfini bit. I think it was him still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, comedian. Yeah, I'd say comedian. Right. TV? Yes, TV. Oh. D- Does this man do any singing? Not primarily known for singing, but, you know, I'm sure there's a voice there. Seinfeld. No. Jesus. Uh, not Jesus. I'd really be going crazy then if I saw not Jesus. Jesus. Jewish. But Jesus is still Jewish. Oh, hey, convert. Started his own thing. Uh, they relevant now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still big. Are they part of a family lineage? A father or a mother that is also in the business? Mm, not that I know of. Do you know if they're married to someone famous or were married to someone famous? They were married to someone famous. We're way past 20 questions, by the way. Jimmy Fallon. No, but I like the fact that you just go for it. Yeah, You're well, not going to fuck around. I, I got enough here. yell I, out everything that you know. Um, so it's not that, all right. No. Oh. John Stamos. No, 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 no. Nice try, though. Damn it. Are we guessing or questioning? You do whatever you want. Either. Pay attention, Pa. There's Please. nothing to pay attention. You two are just fucking yelling out names. I think I had it. <laughs> Our Gandolfini obviously was wrong. Because he's not <laughs> Jewish. He's Italian. You, I guess you could mistake him for being Jewish. I think I'm just... 
going to turn it over, and I'm going to start giving clues now. Okay. All right. Uh, on a long-running television show. That could be one of a million people on a long-running television show. That's why it's a tip. <laughs> that's, that's not really a tip. Uh, was the show recent? Yes, still on. Uh, Fez, would you rather ask a question or get a tip? I'd rather get a tip. Do not be confused by the New York thing. Oh, okay. By Coastal. Larry David. <laughs> Why are we fucking forgetting Fez? <laughs> and remember, I gave out Ripped. Is it Mark Harmon? No. All right. Picks. Voiceover work. Oh, my God. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock? Is it a long-running TV show doing voiceover? Is it a network TV show? It's a cartoon show. Seth MacFarlane. No. H. John Benjamin. No. Seth Green. No. Trey from Matt and Trey. No. The show is The Simpsons. Harry Shearer. No. Oh, God. Uh, what character? Did, did it's Hank Azaria. Yeah. That's who the fuck it is, you idiots. Hank Azaria. <laughs> okay, I want this team to look at themselves yeah. and say, we could have worked as a team. Yeah. We could have been problem solving this together yeah. instead of all over the goddamn place. Well, I got this intern giving me crap, so he's on my S list. Oh, no. He, he got that Gandafini joke on you. Oh, please. That everybody loved. I didn't see him making any guesses. He didn't know what the hell was going on. Larry David. <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Wrong TV show. I, by the way, I also didn't know. Who knows? I, Who knows? Uh, Stallone's ripped. He's like 60. Stallone's older than that. Um, by the way, I, I don't know if Hank Azaria is Jewish, but I thought it was an odd question. And almost borderline racist. As far as I'm, total racist. Racist or racial. Thank you, because I thought it felt good about going with that angle, that it was racist. <laughs> Uh, Andy in Boston, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I gotta tell you, Shelby, uh, my son loves you and, uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. You okay, we're not gonna get off of that, okay. Shelby. <laughs> you know how you've had these comedy dreams, radio dreams? They're dead now. Yeah, they're dead in the water. You should start thinking of counting. <laughs> or, uh, moving, uh, kind of papers from one side of the building to the other. Crab fisherman. Interesting. Even though the crabs are really a lot less of them than we've ever had. Yeah, they're still they're still banging up up there. Okay. I watched Elliot's catch. Um, Pat, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie B. Um, you know, amongst the in new interns, it's an honor to be called the kid. So how about we nominate Shelby to be called the kid? Well, you have to get to the honor before you're the kid. You got to become the kid. Right now, these guys are way too fresh, way too green. The way it is with interns. By the way, we're going to have another intern tomorrow, mm -hmm. Molly, and that's just from the amount of drugs that she's taken. She's rolling. Constantly. Her real name is Elizabeth, she, but her friends just call her Molly because she's either on it or she has it. You have to fail drug test to be an intern here. And like these two ham and eggers, she lives in Tribeca. Really hip. Yeah. Try Where are you living, Bob? I live in Essex County. Okay, what? Just not even in this fucking city. Nah, New Jersey. Yeah, cowboy country. I like to call it. 
<laughs> Don't be a hater. Come on now. Um, no, I, I'd rather hate. I, I, I love hating the Dallas Cowboys. There's very few things I like in, in life as much as the Dallas Cowboys losing. Everyone has to be passionate about something. Yeah, it's a good thing to have. I, I, I just like the people that hate the Yankees. I think it's a good thing to have that team that's bigger than all. Lakers held that position for a lot of years where people just love to hate the Lakers. Now people love to hate LeBron. It's good for the sport. How do you feel about LeBron? Uh, up until last night. <laughs> but what was I saying, Hicks? Bosch banged up, Wade banged up, it's all falling apart. Everybody forgets that in sports, when they go, something is a lock, every sport is a long fucking season. And staying healthy is all part of it. Um, so, do you live in West Orange? No. Caldwell? Yeah. All right. And then likes the Cowboys. Yeah. And the Yankees. Weird. <laughs> the Cowboys and the Yankees. Yeah. You're looking to get hit in a bar. You're looking for just strangers to swing at you. <laughs> That's right. Let's go true. Cowboys. Let's go Yankees. A little hate never hurt anyone. That's no, good. I think it's good. That's good stuff. Look, you were already hated by your boss, Hicks. Yeah, yeah. That was my goal. First day, get the boss to hate you. Well, the That's thing good. is... I'm, the I'm your mentor. <laughs> Are you really their mentor? I'm, the, I'm officially their mentor, yes. I kind of feel like Pips is their mentor now. Well, he'll, he actually does probably spend more time with them since they're in the booth all, and you know they'll be in the booth most of the day. Well, what about the rest of the time upstairs? Who's going to be working with them? Both Pips and I. Nothing from Fez, though, huh? Well, Fez is, Fez is the boss. I figure I, I got to keep these kids under control. What about him. that nice big speech I gave these guys yesterday? A welcome speech. I thought that I thought it was rah rah. I thought it was right there. I could see in their little faces. They're like, I can make it in this business. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, you, Hicks, going back to your porn stuff, you are going to explain to us something that is going on in the porn world. What is that? Yeah, it's, um, all right, you know, you got your Kickstarters, you got your Indiegogos, the crowdfunding sites. Well, now there's one just for pornography and porn-related items and projects. And it's called Offbeater. Now... I did not know that it was rough to raise money to be have in the porn business. Well, I, I looked through Offbeater. I went through their website. I looked at all the stuff they're funding. It's pretty odd stuff. Okay. It's, it's way far of the mainstream of even just regular porn. All right. So uh, this is Offbeater, which, by the way, I've never heard of before. It's 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 pretty. It's been only open for a few months. And uh, there's, they've, they've raised about like I don't know, a quarter million dollars, a little more than that, for various projects. Zach Braff involved at all? Zach Braff not involved. Too bad. Because that could be another quick three mil for him. Oh, yeah. If you wanted to make a Scrubs porn, they'd love it. Probably already did that. I mean. Oh, shit. That wasn't a slam. That was oh, just a I was now trying to get you involved. <laughs> you know, I'm, try I'm trying to, you know. Get you up in that boss zone right now that seems to be what all the kids are loving, the insult stuff. <laughs> this kid's like Tosh. You know, he's taking everybody down a peg. Let's put a green screen behind him. Hey, come on, that's your boss. What? No, it's green screen like they use in, you know, post-production. It's not the same thing? <laughs> no, okay. Slightly I different. thought you invented it. Slightly different. <laughs> all right, so this is off-beater. Before we get to oh. that, Anthony's got a moral uh, conundrum. Okay. Go ahead, Anthony, what do you got? 
Game seven with the Blackhawks. That doesn't sound like a moral conundrum. Sounds like a good timeout. <laughs> yeah, except my girl stayed, got to stay in the hospital overnight with a, just a minor little asthma thing, and she doesn't get the hawk, the channel the hawks are on tonight. All right, so she's in the hospital, and you're going to go to the game? I got, I know, I just want to watch the game on TV, but her TV in her room doesn't get the game. <sighs> um, I think you just got to explain it to her. I think you got to watch the game. Just say whatever. I'm yeah, she's not being, you know. Just go there and be there for hours before. All right. I guess so. I was there till 2 in the morning last night anyway. You can't watch it on your phone? I don't think so. I don't want to watch it on a 3-inch screen. I explained it. <laughs> Wait, come on. He's our boss. You got to just explain to her then. Look, I love you, but I don't want to watch the game on a fucking phone. I think that's nice way of putting it. It's no way to live. Watch things on. Here's the other thing with Shelby, because you're coming yeah. in, you're like a little light, and you're afraid of Hicks right uh -huh. now. You need a brick wall, my friend. That's what you're used to working in front of. And this is glass, and it's a little too open. We might want to get some kind of brick kind of wall, or even if you get construction paper, and, and just tape that up behind him. Okay. So at all times. Like one of those, ba like a banner, but just brick wall. I think he's going to feel more at home. All right. We're going to work on that. And then also ask everybody if they're having a good time and to keep it going for the comedian before you. And where's everybody from? Right. For some reason, a fucking comics just feel this need to find out where people are from. It's nice to know if you're out of town. Yeah. They're not from the place you're at currently. Where are you from? Because I'm going to make you feel bad about that. <laughs> Story Queens. Um, so tell us more about your Pornhub that you got here. All right. So it's offbeater.com. And I went through looking through some of the things they've funded money for. And uh, this is gets weird, to be honest. Uh, one, the first thing I found was one of the, um, the, the projects that got funded that, that made their money. This guy, uh, it's called Ferroticon, the sexy card game. It's a furry card game. They've got $40,000 made to put it online. Now, the furries are, are they gay guys? No, they're straight. They just wear suits, uh, look like animals, and then, I guess, have sex with each other. I guess that you can be gay. It can go either way. But they just love animals, sexualized, banging each other. And are girls are into this or just guys? Girls are into it as well. See, I've never met a uh, a girl who said, I'm into being a furry. Matter of fact, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think I've ever met a guy who said it. There's a this is almost myth to me. <laughs> they they made $40,000 to make this thing an online version of this card game. So they, there's furries out there with cash. Now, with the... <laughs> no, they're holding a, a furry penis. Now, do you have to say when you're a furry... Would you put on the suit, or they both put on the suits? They both put on the suits. <laughs> and um, then you make make believe that you're banging a, a rabbit. Yeah, or a wolf, or like a sexy fox of some sort. It's like an entourage. You ever see that episode? The show. Uh, well, I did see the show, but I don't remember the furry episode. Uh, it's not. I thought I saw one on um, what's the one that they shot in Brooklyn? Girls bored to death. Or death. They did a furry episode. 
But I thought it was just comedic. I didn't know it actually existed. It in the exists. World. It's the butt of many internet jokes. And these furries are all over Offbeater. They just they're trying to get money to make more furry porn because the mainstream porn places like your Vivids, your Digital Undergrounds, your Red Tube. Those that's a fucking great band. The porn company. Mm. No, I've seen like a furry convention. Like they all just dress up and just like walk around. That's like a, a zoo, zone. son. You went to a zoo. <laughs> Stop fucking jerking off at the zoo and feel like it's okay. <laughs> you made a giant mistake. You can use that in your act if you want to. I really want to do this thing with a fake brick wall and a microphone, and then we take him out on the on the street and let him bring his street to the people. All right. Give us your opening fucking bit when you're on stage. Well, uh. I know you, Shelby, it's definitely like a girl's name. Like, there's no, I'm not fronting about that at all. But, uh, like, I asked my mom recently, you know, like, what, what is it? Like, why did you name me that? And, uh, she did not give me an answer, uh, I wanted to hear. Apparently I was named after Julia Roberts' character in, uh, Steel Magnolias. Not what I wanted to hear at all. And, uh, you know, like, I, I, I asked, like, you know, you know that is a girl's name. Well, like you said, yeah, but you know, it's mainly for boys. But you got the name from a girl character. Like you don't, you don't see the connection there. Like, and then I, I, I'll be honest, I backhanded it like right there. But and she did that thing and like, you know, like those action movies, someone gets backhanded, but they like leave their head to the side, like they knew, like they kind of deserved it. And then, uh, yeah, first of all, let me just say this. I love stand-up without punchlines because it keeps everybody guessing, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. And it isn't. That's great. I'm loving this idea of taking it to the street, Six. All right. I Let's want go. you to get together with the art department and start working on this immediately. You open with that every show, the Shelby thing? Like a stand-up bit, you mean? Yeah. Like every show, you're like, hey, I got to open up with my Shelby name bit. Oh, not like every... I think it's a mistake. I think it belongs out there every night. All right, what's your next one, Hicks? This is all up on the iBank, by the way. Yeah, this is, this is uh, the next project on Offbeater that I uh, found was dildology.org. <laughs> <laughs> this is a um, group of like-minded people who want to create a dildo database on the Internet. This is their mission statement. We stand our, on our own uninfluenced, and we are dedicated to protecting the health and well-being of the dildo-loving population at large through education. Operating costs include purchasing dildos to test, lab costs for testing those dildos, and purchasing dildo metric testing equipment, and printing stickers and T-shirts for fundraising merchandise. I don't think they're ever going to make money doing this. Uh, they're looking for, I believe, six grand. To, uh, they're, looking for, they're looking for three grand to get their idea off the ground. Never going to happen. You don't need more than three grand. Well, they're going to have to, you know, dildos if they buy them in bulk. See, I would worry that I wouldn't even trust all these porn people to do the right <laughs> things with the money. I think a lot of it's going to go into Coke and Poppers. No. <laughs> Dildology.org is on the up and up. Everyone wants to know, like, when you're buying a sex toy, is it going to work? And Dildology.org is going to let you know that. All right, this is a box, but I think you can also find it on the wire today. On the uh, wire. Uh, all right, what's your next one? Next one, um, The Bangover. I want to say it. <laughs> I'm in, finally. The Bangover 3D. Uh, that's a little too... Why do they really need to do a 3D? Well, you know, they, they feel like after Blu-ray, the next, the next step in the evolution of porn is 3D. Well, they already make 3D porns, but I just think that these guys are going a little too far with it 
But uh, you've got a little... Let me hear the girl talking. Okay, this is her pitching in their pitch video. How are we going to do this, you ask? We are going to bring those said boners and wet pussies right to your screen. You won't even have to get up from your chair. All genres of film have employed the use of 3D. There's still one market that hasn't been tapped yet. Adult films. Upon reflection, it seems only natural that the industry would move in this direction. Let's start by asking, why do we watch pornography? Some of us watch it for that quick fix or an instant release. Let's call it the one up and done. But for many of us, pornography is a way of connecting with our sexual side. Whether the video portrayed sanitized missionary sex there goes. Or a Tits are fish. awesome. It is the only natural and acceptable way. She sounds like she's got a gun to her head. <laughs> Fucking Al Qaeda has her. I like to Why see her on Shark Tank. Look at this. At all this is like a little Shark Tank. Take it in the ass by a big massive black cop. <laughs> I know I do. As long as those balls. Ha ha. Rather don't. It's a no-brainer. Now we ask you, friends, to contribute what, to what we, we go. is the next generation of pornographic films. What's with the fucking Not socks, babe? Not only will babe. we employ 3D effect by using a primary... I don't like my uh, porn star to have athlete's foot <laughs> and be covering it up. ...with experienced technicians to achieve the best possible 3D results. Now, let's stop it for a second. I get the fact that you want a naked woman, right? No. But wouldn't a voiceover with a professional person pitching that be a lot better than her just? Well, this this thing's in the early stages, so these guys are working on all the kinks, and they just know. I get it, kinks. People like naked women, so they're like, all right, we'll have her read it too. They they need thirty grand here to make the bang over three days. How 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 well they've done so far? Not so well. They it just it just went up recently. Okay. So they you know they're this is you know up and coming. Uh, Vic Roy wrote into you, Hicks. Yeah. Which shirt would you rather wear? The Pepper Keat shirt or the free shirt you get for donating to Dildoology? I'd much rather wear a Dildoology.org shirt. I think you're making a mistake. <laughs> hey, they raised 300 bucks out of the 3000 Good for Dildoology. Isn't it 30000 No, the bang over needs 30 grand. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Dildoology just needs three. <laughs> The Bangover is not going to make a good 3D movie for 30 grand. That's like 30 grand a frame when they make those fucking 3D movies. Well, this is this is the the plot of the Bangover. The idea behind the Bangover is six people waking up naked in a living room, each trying to remember what happened the night before as they all flash back to their sexual encounters. I think they all fucked each other. If I was going to guess, I don't want to give it away for anyone, but I have a feeling that's what it is. Each scene will be shot in active 3D, concluding, of course, with an all-out orgy. Of, of course. course. Now, here's the only question I have before I give. Yeah. Is it going to be the same cast as The Hangover? No. <laughs> Too bad. Contract disputes. I think they should have did this movie three years ago because, you know, everyone's kind of mad at The Hangover gang now. Well, I, think, I think it ties in nicely because The Hangover 3, The Bangover 3, D, mm -hmm. is perfect. Yeah, that's the only thing that's going to push people over whether they want to give or not. Hey, it's off-beater. These guys are just trying to crowdfund, just like everybody else.
I don't trust them, though. Uh, what do we got next? All right, next is um, Stuffed Face Facebook for Fetishes. <laughs> okay, I like it so far. So this dude wants to raise $2,250 to create an uh, online community for people who like getting their faces stuffed. <laughs> well, that's so limited, though, Which isn't is it? face-sitting. Just women sitting on your face and making you... <laughs> Not be able to breathe. This this is this is the guy's bio. I've been a huge face sitting enthusiast for at least the past twelve years and collected a lot of material over the years. I've also had difficulty asking women to incorporate in face sitting, but have found ways how to easily get women to enjoy face sitting. I want to share my experiences, all face sitting enthusiasts to do so as well. Alright, what are the rewards for stuffed face? <laughs> because I I just wear I mean no. these stuffed face it's fine. But is that all they like? It's, it's this is strictly face stuffing. This is this guy just wants to make a community about face stuffing. You know what this is? This is people who, when they were little, had a big sister who pinned them, and they never can get over it. All right, what are some of the rewards? The rewards are he'll give you free access to the website. All right, that's great. And, and look, be, you're just sitting. Yeah. They're not rocking. No. It's not the start of anything. It's the beginning, middle, and end. Just sitting. Just smothering with the ass and vagina. Yeah, and then you get and you can get listed as a VIP founder. So you'll, you'll get in early to face stuff face. Then other people will know uh, you're a VIP founder. What else you get? Uh, you get T-shirts. And then you get... Is it a pepper key? No, it's I'm sure it's some sort of stuffed face type t-shirt. Too bad. And uh, you could, if you this is if you pledge 100, you get, you're a VIP. You get listed as a founder. Free t-shirt. And a 50% discount on their first live event. I think their mistake is not calling it stink face like Rikishi did when he did the same thing in the WWE. Well, I don't know if they want another, like a fat Samoan to sit on their face. I think they're looking for a woman. Like, if it was stink face, I would worry that too many people would think, hey, is this just Samoan dudes sitting on people? No, they want sexy ladies to stuff the faces. I would go in on it. I mean, like... <laughs> It sounds stupid, but I mean, Zuckerberg, I bet people were laughing at him, too. And I'm still he's... laughing at that fucker. <laughs> I mean, to me, he's just an asshole with a lot of money. That's all. He still should be called geek. And I, why, what's keeping you on Facebook from finding face-stuffing people? That th This guy's been looking for people for 12 years. He just wants, he's sick of looking. He wants people to come to him. And he needs I kind of feel like I want him on the show. I like him. <laughs> he needs $2,250 to get this off the ground. I think this thing's going to be huge. So, so far, I think it's the one with the best chance. It's the premium face-sitting community. Um, somebody wrote this in. Why is Pepper reading this when he just got owned by an intern? You know what? <laughs> it's not owned. He got pwned by an intern. There's no pwning going on here. Are we still saying pwned? Yeah, pwned's still out there. Good. And well, the guy posted a video of, of, you know, some... It's called Sura de Bunda. It's, uh, How is she on YouTube? Well, there's no sex. They're just going to stuff the face. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, there's no nudity. You can First of all, I got no problem with this act here. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Yeah, this a couple is... of big-ass girls rubbing their uh, asses on the kid's forehead. Yeah. This is a, a dance in Brazil. Brazil's got everything best. Including kidnapping. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. She's coming on the other way. She's good. Oh, they deserve more than three grand for this alone. It's going to be big. Oh, he's going to get whiplash. <laughs> he 
she's getting fucking crushed. This is dead. Get out! Tap out, kid! He is getting his face stuffed. He doesn't know where he is right now. She's just rocking his world with her ass. He's in face stuff heaven. <laughs> There's nothing better for a face stuffing community than this stuff, you know? Well, now she's stuffed dicking, though. All right, back to just slowly rubbing her face. I mean, her ass on his face. And he's not allowed to move in this. He has to be completely submissive. Yeah, yeah, you're just getting that face stuffed and smothered by an ass and vagina. Now it goes on a while, huh? Oh yeah, he's motorboating now. He's like, he's like, all right, I want to be part of it. But I think he's forced motorboat. <laughs> Look at her; she's very talented. There should be a new Olympic event. Brazil is nuts. Now he's went and put his stupid baseball cap back on. It's feeling good. Is that up on the eye bang? Flick should be there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I right, face stuffing, terrific. Um, all right, somebody says, is there any centaur porn? Not that I saw. I, I looked. I looked through all their projects. Well, not the gay ones, but I looked through, you know. Some of these people really need the opportunity to make big money. Uh, Tim, you're on the run of Fetish Show. I uh, just want to start by saying, Shelby, I'm a huge fan, and I was wanting to know if you could say your line from Poltergeist for me. Kind of backdoor me there. He's, your house is clean, that's what he wants you to say. This house is clean. This house is clean. Shelby, don't worry. People are remembering you already. Trust me. And then once you get out, we shoot the video of you doing your stand-up in the street with that fucking wall built to your back, you're going to go viral. Huge. Gigantic. Yeah, we understand. What's next, X? Just gotta build that wall. All right. Uh, now, this is something I didn't even I had no idea was even out there. It's called Nico Adventures Real Cat. I remember him. No, no, no. This is Japanese. Nico Adventures Real Cat Girl Porn. There's something called Nico Chan in Japan, where I guess it's cartoon porn cats, like anime porn, but it's just it's not humans. It's cats with breasts and vaginas having sex with other cartoon characters. And these guys want to make real cat girl porn. But don't we already have enough of this in the in the porn world? I I, I mean not like this. I mean, you know, this girl's acting like a cat. What? Oh, so she's in real life. Yeah, it's no a real person brought to life. Hmm. Nico Chan brought to life. And she's like meowing and pawing at the penis. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a butt plug with I don't know, a cat tail. That's a giant cat tail. This reminds me of when Fez had a cat. Yeah. Uh, Sponge Steve says this is just Hicks's way of to incorporate porn into work, like he has done with his <laughs> drinking. <laughs> no. So this is just straight up porn with women acting like cats. I think this uh, this this can get cash because the Japanese dudes will drop a bunch of money. This guy needs six thousand eight hundred ninety dollars to make a full length cartoon, though. No, no, human to get human to get. To oh, okay. Get, yeah, to get human broads. So I mean, I already saw this once with Josie and the Pussycats, so I know for a fact it could be done. Yeah, I think this guy's a good a good shot of making it. How many yen does he need? <laughs> and what is he offering people? 
Okay. This what do you get for a buck? <laughs> you, you don't get anything for, for a buck. For five bucks, you get a thank you photo from an uncupping shoot and photo from Kira Sin's blowjob scene in digital format. Seems worth it for five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And for ten bucks, you get the video also. And what do you get for the biggest pledge? All right, for a G, you you get to direct a scene. Send this guy an idea for a scene, and he'll make it come to life. And you'll receive the full video photo set. No, I'm banging one of those cats for a thousand bucks. Let's get that fucking straight. But you get digital copies of all 12 Nico Adventure scenes. And after you shoot your load, wouldn't you look into the camera and say, this cat's been fucked, and just throw the mic down and walk off like Shelby after he has a killer set? And lifetime past the Nico Adventures website once launched. So they need about seven grand, give or take. Uh, all right, what else you got? All right, this is something called. Now I know I'm not cursing, but I have to say this: pocket pussies, the legend of seven purity seals, and it's literally just sexy Pokemon. That <laughs> a sexy Pokemon card game, where the um, final incantation of the Pokemon is just in bondage. Is that the actual Pokemon characters, or yeah. they got their own? Okay. The, 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 no, this is their... Because I worry about a lawsuit on this one. They've drawn they've, this mermaid character is... Uh... Mermaid or fucking seahorse? <laughs> and, you know, then you have sex with all the Pokemon-esque characters. And then it's, you know, sexy... Sexy animals. Sexy imaginary animals. I can't see this one going. <laughs> I mean, you get up a woman dressed up like a cat blowing you. I don't know that other. The first one we had, Ferraticon, they they were able to get the cash for a card game, and they raised forty. This guy is looking for twenty grand to make pocket pussies, the Legend of Seven Purity Seals. <laughs> this is Shark Tank for retards. It really is. Shelby was right. There's more sexy ass. Creepy. You don't have a business. You have a hobby. Crippling porn addiction. <laughs> Crippling. That's fucking sad. When it's just destroyed you. Yeah, you, you're you're into such such weird things that you have to go and uh, to a Kickstarter. Right. Cletus wrote something really mean. All these people will be funded before Paulo. Now I got an email from Paulo last night that I would say was borderline suicidal. Yeah. So I want to talk to him later today. Okay. All right. Again, I'm not cursing. All right. Hold on. Here's Brian in Florida. Brian, go ahead, buddy. Hey, boys, I wanted to ask Hicks, did you find any Brazilian fart porn? Hey, uh, great point. Uh, Hicks? No, but, you know. Oh, jeez, okay. Stuff face. All right, what do you got? Next is Super Fuck Friends, the superhero porn. Now, these people, their story is they, they've submitted their porn to... Oh, like, by the way, I want to hear this girl pitch. Okay, here's her pitch. Wait a minute. Wrong website. This is for off-beater. Oh. <laughs> okay, how's that? Let's do this again. Hi everyone at Off Theater. I'm a dolls actress, Tilly McCreese, and I'm here to explain a little project that my friends and I have in the works. So listen up. So we're the super I like the keyboard behind her. <laughs> I'm hoping music plays a part in this. Again, you can't be spokesmodel and pitchman at the same time. So watch out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun, very west and wild. All right, what is she... Oh, there she yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there yeah, she goes. Off she yeah. goes. All right, what is exactly is she selling? By the way, this is definitely not safe for work, or probably not even your home. 
No, you're, you're good at home. Just not, don't don't bring this up. It at depends work. on where you live, Hanks. <laughs> it's good for your home. Yeah. A lot of people are married and have children. I don't want them just opening this up at home. All right, Super Fuck Friends is about this uh, por- superhero porn with, with superheroes. This has never been done before. Well. Uh, that's what I thought, but these guys have pitched this idea to like your Bang Brothers, your Brazzers, your Reality Kings, and they've all been shut down. So they were like, "Screw this, we're going to Offbeater. We want to make porn our way." That's why you really end up in your own fucking business, you know. When I you're know told- that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I know it's been done before because, like, I, like when I went to school, their name was the Indians, and I like the NCAA was like, "Okay, you gotta change the name." So they changed it to the Crimson Hawks, and like apparently that was like a porn site for like a like a superhero. Like he was like the lead porn guy was the Crimson Hawk, and people got all outraged. But all right, like, let's take a look at the Crimson Hawks. If it's still up, I mean, when were you in school? Thirties. <laughs> you put in like Crimson Hawk porn. Yes, I, I did, Shelby. So, I don't see you get along too nice with your interns right now. Hopefully Molly's a lot more pleasant <laughs> than these two. Well, Molly's going to be fun. Oh, you yeah. can tell she's going to be on Molly every day. Oh, it's... Is that the Crimson Hawk? I searched Crimson Hawk superheroine and this gay black porn. Okay. All right, let's go back to where we were. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is... um. So they want to make their own superhero porn. They're going, they're going to... Uh, off Peter to do it. They need twelve grand to start this thing. And if you pledge five hundred dollars more, ten lucky people will get a custom video from Tilly McReese, which is the young lady we saw in the in the pitch video. And you get to pick the theme and any dialogue you like here here to say in her sexy Irish accent. I didn't even know that she was Irish. Yeah, she's Irish. She should have been in Shadow Dancers then. They could just head to like a Halloween outlet store and just grab some costumes. I mean, budgeting. I mean, you're saying no, but he's saying maybe, you know, producing is working within the budget, Chris. DIY? You know, anybody could ask for big money. But when you can take what you have and make it work for you, God damn it, that's producing. They've they've tried, and the the big boys don't want anything to do with them. So they, they realize they need the cash to compete. $12,000. $12,000. $12,000 you can take on the big boys. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because in the meantime, fucking $12,000, you can't even put up a banana stand. So they're offering all sorts of like custom videos if you, if you give them cash. I like the custom video idea. Yeah. Hi, Chris Stanley. Hi, Sophia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's four hundred dollars I've ever given to anything in my life. Like you each get a script, like the old Albert Brooks bit. You're just reading it back and forth. Yes, my cock is big. It seems too big. Don't worry, we'll take our time. Plus, I have lube. And then you can get some cookies sent to you. Also, that's super fuck friends. Uh, Mongo, go ahead, buddy. Hey, uh, could Shelby say, I wish my brother George were here? All right, that's a Liberace thing from the other night. I mean, Liberace's hot right now. I know. Now, finally, I went through all the, all these, oh, everything on Offbeater. And another, this is one that's actually got their goal. They look, they were looking for, thank six, God. They were looking for six grand, they raised 12. So people were really into this. It's uh, called Flesh Cult. And it's a um, text-based online role-playing game where you play a succubus 
where you kidnap people and have sex with them. And this garnered $12,000. It's really creepy. Flesh cult. Flesh cult is a game where you play a sex demon. Good. Voiceover work. You are a shapeshifter, and every body is a blank canvas for transformation. You can be an incubus or a succubus, and you pick which genders you want to meet. You pick the cakes. While it's text-based, it's not a visual novel. There are no walls of text. You're continually involved in making decisions. There's no combat either. Rather than take the RPG template and attack sex on the side, Six permeates every part of the design. You can try the prototype. Uh, you no, know it's going to be fucking English, guys, when they get this deep. But basically, this is Dungeons and Dragons for perverts? Yeah, where you um, kidnap regular people because you're a succubus, and then you keep them in a brothel where you just have sex with them over and over again. Now, do you actually do that, or you just think about it? I guess you do it in this role-playing game. How many friends are you going to be able to put together? <laughs> They'll play this with you. I have, I and if you have those kind of friends, why not just bang? And there, instead of sitting here breaking out the cards. There can't be any woman who plays this game. <laughs> There's Hookers. A prostitute <laughs> will play with you. 600 people threw them 12 grand. So, I mean, there's 600 people who wanted to play Flesh Cult. Uh, what do you get for this one? If uh, you throw 200 bucks, you get to design a victim. <laughs> All the, you get to help design a character for, for seduction by the player. So you get a hand in actually programming the game. Not the same as Maverick Tickets when you make a deal with Mark Cuban. No, not the same deal at all, I don't think. Look, we're working on a smaller scale here, Bob. <laughs> well, Shelby put this together for us and for your first day. I think it was fantastic, <laughs> Shelby. I did. What's that? I put that off beer. Chris, let's not start taking credit away from the kid on this first day. I mean, this kid's a go-getter. Sure, but once we build this uh, fake brick wall. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, Brian, go ahead. Hey, Mr. B, I'll tell you what, you hit a great point here. This Shelby kid, this is what happens in corporate America. You got a new young kid, upstarter, he's uh, okay with things, and then you got Pepper Hicks over there, the old drunkard. No change, yeah. doesn't want to hear anything. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing good things from the Shelby oh, kid. Good job, it. kid. Uh, Hicks, no offense here, yeah. but you're still working with carts. I mean, you are. Old school terrestrial radio. I got some tape back there I still have to cut up. With a razor? Guys. Yeah, these guys will be learning that later today. Don't even bother. You don't even need to walk around work anymore with a razor blade. Those days are... That's Hicks's days. It's never... It's, it's never all been computerized idea. now. This whole digital age is... On the computer. Whacked out. Welcome to AOL.com. We're going to take you step by step. I'm a prize, you guy. Are you interested in following your stocks? Yes. Or just like talking over kickball with like-minded friends? Uh, a little later on today, Hicks, one of your favorite uh, guests is uh, going to be in for an interview. The one and only Robert Randolph. Robert Randolph. Brand new album out with the family band. He, of course, plays that pedal guitar. The new album, Liggity Split. That's awesome. Love Robert Randolph. I got a beef with Robert Randolph from the last time he was here. Oh, boy. I'm what? not saying this is going to end in fisticuffs, but he gave me uh, he gave me some bad information. I'll just leave it at that. Was it Insider? Yeah. 
Very insider. And apparently very bad. Oh, yeah. But he is the best uh, steel pedal guitar player out there today. Apparently you don't know something about something, though. Everybody has problems, Nick. Look at you. Oh. You struggled through this bit, and you're a nice person. Struggle. I crushed it. Come on. Oh, uh, Peter. We got a break here. Why don't we try to come back with Paul O? Okay. Uh, a little later on, Robert Randolph. It's the Run and Fez Show. The Run and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Today, today is uh, John uh, Brian. This was uh, what was the name of that film that this is from? About the store. Not sure. Mm, of course, you're sure. Everybody's seen this movie. Huckabees. I heart Huckabees. Uh, Paulo sent us a uh, well nightmarish email last night. It sounded like he was ready to throw himself into a fire. Paulo, now that it's daylight, do you feel any better? Uh, yeah, I mean, believe me, this is not a suicidal email. It's the opposite of a suicidal email. It's somebody who's, who's desperately looking for a life uh, buoy. All right, so it's a dead person who wants to uh, alive himself. Exactly. It's something along those lines. I mean, I'm trying to put together the L.A. trip. I'm trying to close on my house, hopefully, in the next week. I'm trying to decide whether I should be uh, Fez's personal assistant. I'm trying to decide what things, you know... Does Fez uh, want you as a personal assistant? Uh, no, of course not. He doesn't, but I mean, the fact is, is it, probably, it would probably benefit him if he did. Have you asked him straight out? I just He called me this morning, and I basically said that that's, you know, something we should decide. Well, what did he say to you? Well, I mean, again, they're always good conversations, but I think he has a hard time committing to something like this. 
He lacks passion, doesn't he, Chris? It's wishy-washiness. Because if you say to Fez, what is it that you want to talk about? He'll be like, uh, hmm, let me look on the eye bang here. Sama's death could have been a suicide or the touchdown fever arcade in Jersey with Chris Christie. He lacks that passion up here. Let me talk about this. I'm dying to discuss this. Fez, what did you tell him when he said he wanted to be your personal assistant? I told him that that's down the road. What he needs to do is figure out his Hollywood trip and close on his house. Why would it be down the road? Because he has other things he has planned to do. So are you giving him a date? I told him as soon as he figures things out, he could come up to New York and stay with me again. And he seems to not hear that. I think he's looking for no, a permanent I, I, position. I'm hearing it. I hear it. I hear it. And, and Fez is absolutely correct. The L.A. trip is very important. There's no question about that. Who's the I producer mean, you're working with? It's got to be a big name. I, I swear to God I cannot talk about the specifics. But if anything, if I'm going to go out there and I'm setting up meetings, I don't want to set up just two or three. I want to set up as many as I can. So I mean, Is it Scott Rudin? I can't go into that. But I mean, Is it any of the Weinsteins? No, that's not getting it out of me. I swear to God. The thing is, I, I'm, I'm honor-bound to my partners and such, but that I can't talk about it. But nonetheless, I would love to go and go on Jay, Pod, uh, Jay Moore's podcast. For anybody in L.A. that you can hook me up with, I would love. Because I, I've got a list of 60 projects I want to work on. And uh, You need one project and not 60. We've got four in the works right now. We've got All right, tell us the four that you got. I can't discuss the ones well, I got. What, I don't know what it is that you want from us, Paul. Nothing. I just want... You said if there was me. ever a time for you to help me, it's now. Okay, but those things are already in the works. So those... Technically, I'm go, I've got to work out the L.A. trip. We haven't discussed whether it's the 22nd, it's the 15th. I've got to decide if says needs me or not. I've got to close on my house, which obviously can't help me out. I'm in, a, I'm in a bit of a state, and it's not suicidal state. It's a bit of a frenzy. Well, what is um, the, if there's ever a chance for you to help me, help me now? Well, because I do feel that way. I do, well, what I mean, kind of I help do, do you want? You won't even tell me who you're meeting with or what your projects are. All right, like, I started the Kickstarter. Obviously, that's not going great. But if that were to somehow miraculously make its 20000 goal, which is impossible. Obviously. Paul, you didn't put any thought into that Kickstarter, and people didn't take it seriously. All right, but it is serious. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of writing that, knocking that script out. So that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be writing as many scripts as possible I can in the next few, in the next few months. But needless to say, um, any help. And I mean, I mean, I can ask you to, to help me with the trip to LA. I can ask you, I mean, I can ask Fez if he needs my help as his personal assistant. These are just various things. But, I cannot tell you one thing, because I don't know what's the thing that's going to It's going to be up to I, you and Fez to work this out specifically. You let him, uh, you know, get away from you every time you talk to him on the phone, because you're not a closer, Paul, and that's why I worry about you in Hollywood. I agree with you on that. And that I'm not even the one doing the pitch. I'm letting the other guy do Here's the pitch. thing. If, here's Paulo's way of closing. So, uh, like, just tell me, Chris, I'll be Paulo, you tell me... I love the idea of this. I want to invest in your movie, and I'll be Polo. I love this film. Where can I? Get, how can I give you money? Let's I'm not it. even sure if you should be doing this because what? you know if you if this doesn't work out, you're yeah. going to be out a lot of money. I just uh, okay. So you shouldn't. And I'm just you know this yeah. doesn't make sense. What you're doing now is suicide. 
Sorry, so I keep guessing. T bills. You'd be better off with T bills. And I think that's what happens with him and Fez. Fez obviously knows that the best he's been is when Paulo was here. You didn't. You haven't been out since then. You haven't done any of the gay stuff since then. You haven't talked on the air since then. Every time I talk to Paulo about this, he tells me he has to do two things first. He has to go to Hollywood for these big-time pitch meetings, and he has to close on his house. And I said, fine, as soon as you do it, come to New York. This is what he tells me every time. And he's furious with God right now because he didn't win the Powerball lottery a week ago. And, And, you know, the strange thing is, it was 20 miles from my house. What the hell was God thinking? I don't get it either. Because I, mean, I thought you didn't even God. believe in God. I do. I believe in God. I don't know who to believe in, but uh, somebody up there. And, I mean, the fact is, it's $500 million, 20 miles from my house. How screwed up Because you, the money would be gone already anyway, Polo. You would have <laughs> given it, half of it to fucking Raji, the guy that you bought the ticket from. <laughs> I wouldn't have that. I would. I'm actually. I don't believe that. I, I would probably start a, a a nonprofit foundation. Why don't you shoot a, a a short film called Paulo and Fez get Fez's cat back? That would be fine. With Fez me. hasn't I had a good day since he got rid of that cat. Miss that cat. I agree. I mean, uh, you know, I but you know, I don't think that's the thing. The cat is a non-committal animal, and I think that was the problem. I mean, he needs a dog. A dog is always looking for love, licking your face, things like that. That's what he I'll tell you this. That. You know, this is the first time Fez has gotten into a real conversation is when Paul called. That's when he comes out of his shell. Well, he needs to think about something else other than himself. If he, if he gets into helping me, that would get him out of his shell. I think that's true. That's true. And if I become a big success, then I will get him out of his shell. Either way, I think it's, you know, we have different... If problems. you become a big success, then Fez should be your mini-me. And both of you should wear matching monocles. And, uh, you know, I mean, actually, I have no problem with... Now, up. one of the things that you ran down was the movie Gap in, during your email. You felt well, like we could have done more to help with Gap? No, I don't think... I think it wasn't had nothing to do with you. It, it was. It was as again. I think there. When you talk about my relationship with God, I feel like there are forces at work, and there's all kinds of synchronicities that go on that I can never explain, and and they always seem to work against me. And so I think that was part of it. I really do think that that was part of it. it has nothing to do with you or. Well, you wouldn't anybody. think God is going to get behind a slasher film. Well, I mean, the, the, the movie... Why don't you make a religious film, Polo, based on your own religion? Film. I mean, I literally was cursing God in the film. All right, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem. Probably that was a problem. Anyway, the thing is, is that I have... Every project I want to work on is different, totally different than the other and one. And you got and 60 the of them. Yeah, I got 60 of them. And the point is, is that... I've got four things going in Hollywood right now, and we're pitching like a fifth. And so I pray to God, God, you know, I always pray to God, even though I don't know, don't know who he is, that, you know, one of these things will work for me. Well, you know, I think you're on your way, Paul. I think you're worried about I nothing. Too. I agree with you. I am in a state of panic right now because I'm waiting. That's true enough. It's true enough. And I, I well, I Tom Petty always said that the waiting is the easiest part. It is, it is. And so, so me and Fez have a dialogue started. I have Look, to when you close house. on your house, you're going to have a quick 700 bucks in your pocket. That's going to exactly. be nice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
There you go. It's about the truth, too. And so, you know, and then, and then we're looking at three weeks, roughly, for the trip to L.A., so I don't know if I should swing by before or after with Fez. We'll see. All right, so everything's working out. It, it, it's, it's working out to the extent that I, uh, I appreciate every bit of support that everybody gives me. And, it's going and, fantastic. Know, as, I fight, as I fight against that, my boat's against the current, as they say. How are all your ex-wives doing? Um, I just talked to uh, Eleanor today. Um, I uh, talked to Janet, who was the girl I was seeing for a few months, uh, you know, while we were broken up. I was seeing Eleanor after her, you know, so it's, it's in a lot of flux. Melissa is going through uh, enormous problems in England with both her husband and herself. She's got neurological problems. He's got some kind of, like, dementia. So it's exciting. Life is... What happened with your movie, One Boy, Three Girls? Your book. <laughs> you were writing the novels. I'm, I mean, I, I have that. I've been busy with the scripts right now, but those are, are all in process. I mean, I, I have about 120 pages on one, and I have 60 on the other. And, and Just make really 15. short books. No, they're not completed. The I have to complete the first one. First one first. Why aren't you doing comic books? <laughs> I would like to do a comic book, actually, for Fear of Everything. Fear of Everything is actually an awesome movie. If everybody would give me a chance to get that thing made, all I need is. You already got six hundred twenty-three dollars. He's going off. I, I agree. I have six hundred twenty-three dollars, but I need uh, twenty thousand people to give me a dollar, or you know, I need. For one person to give you twenty thousand. No, one person give me twenty thousand dollars. Either one would be good. So I mean, you know, I'm looking for that one thing that'll, you know, just get me going to the next step. Because I, you know, I my idea would be this: get naked, go to off beater, because porn is the fucking future, my friend. I don't know. Is porn the future? I thought it was. I thought you know, porn is. Uh, you know, are people still making money in porn somehow? Big money. Oh, yeah. I saw it on I mean, it has, it, you got to get furry. <laughs> it's the live cams, right? Yeah. Furry yeah, live cams. What about a live cam you and Fez's apartment? That sounds good. I like it. When were you up here with Fez? It last fall. Yeah. It's been since last fall since Fez went into a gay bar, made a speech, Whoa. went out to that Rolling Stones thing, was hanging out with the Stones. That You packed more into wow. that week, Fez. That even yeah. You packed more into that week then you have the nine months since then. You actually talked more on the air that week than in the nine months since then. And and I am not going to. He's be not answering me now. Now I mean I am not going to be happy until Fez gets a decent blowjob from somebody. Even a not so decent. Well, why did you lock up and not talk there, Fess? I didn't have any sort of excuse for what you were saying. It you was absolutely you true. You don't have to have an excuse. But you fought to get him out of here. And remember at Christmas when you yelled out that awful thing during the Christmas show? Yes. We edited it, Paul, if you want to know the truth. No, it's fine. I, that's the point that I keep trying to tell him. He doesn't have to worry about it. He just needs to live every day to his fullest, get passionate, get excited, get happy. Get happy. That's what he needs to get. He needs to just enjoy. And you only live nothing. once, Fess. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing better than a good blowjob. I mean, that will make anyone happy, honestly. Anybody on the planet who has a penis will be happy if they get a good blowjob. 
New intern sent in stories last night, huh? Hicks? Yep. Who seems to be the goer? Shelby seems to be working it pretty nicely. Really? So Shelby is your favorite intern? Molly's my favorite intern, to be honest, because she was she's, she's not here yet. Molly's my favorite, too. Because I like somebody who commits to doing Molly every day. I'm like every other day. Well, Fezzi, what are you going to do? Why do you always leave it up to somebody else? You know what you need. Yes, and Polo has been invited back to New York City to stay in my West Village apartment. Lovely. and lovely. But, I mean, I, I really think I need to be on you. If I'm going to do it, it has to be a job. I have to be, like, your constant wife. Obviously. Get this just, like, you know, just get you on the track to, you know, the road to Singapore, as they say. Okay, on the road to Singapore, which would be perfect for him. <laughs> exactly. Everything's legal there. All right, I'm finding out that only Shelby and Molly sent in. Nothing out of Ba. Ba's on the list. Okay. Ba sent it a little late, so it didn't get in time. Oh, okay. Good call, Pips. Pips is on. Good to know that somebody's keeping an eye on the interns. Pips. Ba's on the list. You are the mentor of those interns. Uh, Hicks, you will probably just see them occasionally and yell to them out of a drunken stupor. If you were Fez, what would you do, Hicks? I'd say, here's a date. Come up. It's your life. Just you know, do it or not. Whatever. Here's a date. Come on up. You mean be proactive, not act like your life is out of your hands. Could say that Los Angeles thing doesn't happen, whatever. Then leave from New York. The Los LA. Angeles thing isn't going to happen. We, we don't there, know that he for would, sure. If he would tell us the the studio, he's praying. <laughs> I cannot do that. I can't do it. That, don't you hear, you know, jinxing something? I mean, besides that, there are people sure. who would probably be upset if, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of dominoes that could go into effect. I don't think so. I'm afraid. Hey, did you I ever talk to Curtain Boy? I, he dropped me a line at Christmas, said he's got a movie going. I would love to talk to anyone and everyone. That's that's my point. I will talk to I'll anyone. have you take a meeting with him when you get out I, there. Absolutely. 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 I'm even going to go meet Jeff Appeloff. Nice, see? You know, he's a big shot. Yeah, he's doing great. Everybody's doing great. I know. Exactly. And now you're the next one to start doing great. Exactly. I mean, we don't even want to go into the history of everybody who's doing great. Oh, I uh, mean, absolutely. That's now, what I'm looking for. I, I got to ask fucking Hicks a question now. Yeah. If you had to put money down right now, who's crazier, Fez or Polo? Fez. Wow. I never thought I'd live here that day. Then again, I am a jinx. But that's that's my that's what I feel. No offense. Uh, Mike, you're on the run of the show. I don't know if you can jinx crazy. I by the way. Yeah. New guy. Let him go. He's he's getting the new guys. They'll learn. Pips is on him about it right now. Joe in Utah. Hey, if I was if I was Fez, I would go into my uh, Moby Money and pay Paulo to be my assistant. It would be well worth it. Do it, Fez. It would be money well spent. Paulo is Fez's radio steroid. It's true. And how come he didn't appreciate it when he was out here, Fez? When you were getting all that mic time and you had all those exciting things happening in your life? 
What made you still want to push him out? I think it was just the total crowdedness of my apartment, of, you know, being in bed with somebody every night that I really wasn't attracted to being in bed with. The great thing about this, if your apartment is uncomfortable, you're out on the streets doing stuff. You've lived a life of comfort and unhappiness. You've never been uncomfortable, and you've always been unhappy. No, you can't hear a nod on the radio, but that's what I just got from Fez. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that can be worked out. That that particular issue can be worked out. But I mean, I think the sleeping in the bed is important for him to, you know, try and if we can get another guy or another girl in there, that'd be good too. Anything, to, you know, to now, work. Three guys in the bed starts to be the Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll hold three people. <laughs> I, well, you know, then we need to get a different bed. Not when two of them are our size, Paulo. But, Fez, when you were stuck, why wouldn't you want to get unstuck? You were unstuck with with Paulo. You actually got into gay bars, and they had you make a speech about coming out. Sex club. And when we went, look what Paulo did for you. And I'll never forget how quickly he said Paulo had nothing to do with that. It was shocking to me. Well, maybe it's personal. Maybe he just doesn't like you as a person. No, it says is afraid of life. That's it. It's a simple thing. He's afraid of life. You're afraid of life, Fuzz? I yeah, I must be. I'm terrified of death, and then life come, probably comes in close second. What's to be afraid of? Of just something going wrong. If something going wrong in life, where I do end up in death, your life is going wrong. <laughs> You're, and you're heading towards death. Everyone is. That's the point. You want to try to live during the living years. Right. I want Fez to live every day to the fullest extent. And he doesn't want to. He would really want to just, you know, find ways to distract himself in a corner and not face the real, you know, go out and experience. And he has the opportunity, and he's throwing it away. And those years will go by, and then it's gone. Well, they're already going by. I know. I got a uh, a, a letter yesterday from uh, a guy that used to be a producer for us, really one of the finest, Billy Staples, who, uh, ten years since he's been in radio now. Ten years says he thinks about it every day. Yeah, and, and that's a tragic story. I mean, obviously he had a terrible accident. Yeah, he got stapled. Yeah. Brain and I mean, gut. And I mean, you know, that's what you have to realize. Why it's, it could be over in an instant, so you better damn well go and have some freaking fun. See, this is what Fez needs. Somebody say those things in this year. Um, Andy, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Liberace proves that uh, behind every great man is a great man. He has Scott Thorson. Says he needs Paulo. Absolutely. Why don't you take Paulo and just take him to a plastic surgeon and make him look like young Fez? That fucking movie was great, wasn't it, Paulo? It was great. I mean, Steven Soderbergh. Don't go. Don't leave us. It was awful, Paulo. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was so shiny. This debate between these See, two. Now he's so... just trying to mock me as as <laughs> as HBO mocked Liberace. No, it's not mocking. Don't you understand? 
Liberace, we, we, Fez and I literally went to the Liberace Museum together. Did you know, you, you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Out in Vegas. We literally, we walked from the MGM Grand. Which was a violent, mistake. Which was not a mistake, okay. You say a mistake, Fez. You did something. <laughs> you actually did something. By, now you have a memory. It's an uncomfortable memory, but it's at least something you can say. You never bring up anything else from your trips to Vegas without Polo because you played the slot machine and then went back to the room. I mean, we, we went to see all of his cars and his memorabilia, and now that museum is gone. There's no more Liberace Museum. If we wanted to go today, we couldn't go. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It went bankrupt. Or they shut it down for some other reason. I'm saying that everything is going, Fez, and if you don't get out and grab it with both your hands, both your fists, it's going to be gone. What's holding you back, Fez? I guess just plain fear. Fear, fear of being fear, fear intimate what? with somebody, fear of getting killed by a twink, fear of yet right, another gay all, attack two he, days ago in New York City. He's not asking you to be intimate with him. He's saying he wants to assist you. You've taken yeah, it to a I sick madman place. No, not with him. <laughs> so you don't want your li you don't want your life to move forward. No, I do. It's just that uh, I just have a lot of anxiety that has puts me in a hard spot getting out the front door. You'd rather stay yeah. in your apartment. Well, that makes no sense either because I'm just as scared there. Well, You're scared I'm in your apartment. Totally. Of what? I don't know. I I just panic all the time. Like, what are you saying to yourself in there? Um, this doesn't feel safe. Keep moving around. It was very, very weird. I would go outside, and then I would come back in. Just stand I'd, in the I'd, door. I would go, yeah, I would go for a walk on Memorial Day, and then all of a sudden, you know, just to do some stuff, and just couldn't wait to get back, and then as soon as I got back, I was terrified indoors. Well, I think we need a week of male and female hookers. That's what I'm thinking. Couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. You know, really, Fez. This is, this Polo is a, could protect yeah. him if he thinks, like, some Craigslist hooker is going to do something crazy. Oh, I can't fight. Exactly. I'm six foot four, 230 pounds. Six foot four. I can I'm get Polo a, a gun if that's really what has to happen. Exactly. A gun and some mace and a taser. We're all set. He'll hit me with every one of those. Mike in Omaha, you're on the run of Fez show. Stop. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I just think we're kind of reaching a point of diminishing returns with Fez. At some point, don't you guys just give up and say, Fez, do what you got to do. We're not going to try and help you anymore. Well, well what would that mean, do what you got to do? Because basically, that is how it is with Fez. Well, you, you keep trying to come up with ideas where we're going to get him better. He obviously doesn't want to. He doesn't enjoy life anymore. Maybe it's time to cut him loose. But I want to help him, sir. I'm here to help him. And I will defend him against all comers. Oh, I like that. I like the fact when someone says I'll take on anybody. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. What if, what if you carry him around like in that Mad Max movie? <laughs> I, would do, I would do that. I would do that. I think that would be a good conversation. Fez, what's the last day you had that was a really happy day? And by the way, this is the only way we can get Fez into a conversation when it's about Fez and his stress. 
Then he's going to get involved with us. So when was your last really happy day, Fez? Who was president? Clinton? I remember some happy days then. Um, I'm not sure what my last really, really good day was. How about moment? Just a happy moment. Is when Paula was carrying you around the village and you were both wearing matching fucking helmets? Yeah, who runs Barter Town? <laughs> um... You don't remember last time when you just had a happy moment? Um, well, last week I had a very happy moment where I love seeing the, um, the Zach Braff stuff go everywhere where he was talking about Woody Allen on Unmasked. Okay. So that was happy. That, your life? that was very happy. Good, honest, inside answer. Um... That should be it. You should just keep trying to see if a conversation I have with Zach Braff um, <laughs> gets picked up by Hollywood Reporter. I mean, Fez, what about your life, your actual life? Um, oh, I did have a very nice brunch with a gay friend of the show. That's good. When was a that? A few weeks ago. And it was kind of last minute, and that was very nice. Oh, that's good. There was a, it was just a friendship thing. There was no date. It wasn't a date at all. Well, I'm glad to hear it. So that was very nice. I thought I told you about that, Polo. Yeah, I know. I agree, but you need to do it more. You need to if do this more isn't being on the phone with my grandmother. A couple of weeks <laughs> ago, I had a nice brudge that mm. went very nice. Mm. Do you have, like, X-Bandix or something? No. God, no. I just had some oatmeal and prunes. That's a terrible brunch. It was wonderful. Any bellinis? Tasty. <laughs> if he gets more brunches, though, it'll be, it'll be a good step. Lots of brunches. See, here's the thing. Fez is being totally 100% honest with us, Polo, and you're laughing in his mugshot. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at you with the grandmother joke. Oh, you're falling down hysterical. But the whole thing of, I had a nice brunch with a gentleman. And I said that was great. And then you make the grandmother jokes. I'm saying... You're laughing at me as well. Because we know you, and I can't imagine... And, like, we all know each other. Could you imagine any of us would say on the air, Oh, here was a good day. I had a nice brunch with someone. I had a nice brunch myself. I have great lunches and brunches all the time. Who doesn't? Think, <laughs> we all have to eat. Polo tells me about every buffet he goes to. You're missing buffet. the point, though, Fess. That's the thing. You're missing the point. Just, uh, we've discussed it so many times, but I really do think you need Paul to push you. You need him to make your life uncomfortable until you get in charge of it. Your problem exactly. is you're too comfortable. Exactly. You've got to hit your bottom, probably. Right, I agree 100%. And you have to say to yourself, if I go back to that fucking house, Paulo's going to be there. <laughs> what else can I do? Eat some more now, do you sauce. not go out to... Um, to gay bars because you're afraid of being gay bashed. It's I, it's been a while since I've gone because of that. Because I was because I, I went. I used to go to the bar all the time. Pieces where somebody uh, got gay bashed right in front of that place. 
But if you said to yourself, I'm not going to go to any bar because a straight guy got punched there, it would be every bar in America. Now, here's, here's what we got to do, Fez. We got to get a couple of beards. We go out, you know, with the two guys and two women, two lesbians with us, and we go and hit the town, you know. Maybe you guys he, go out and jump straight people. Exactly. At Pieces, you know? they have a liquid brunch. Mm, nice. Jizz. <laughs> I hate Pieces to Mises. Get it? I had a nice brunch with a gentleman cool. He was just a friend of the show. But I had some French toast dry. Dry, oh, nasty. And a glass of tang. <laughs> what was that the brunch, Fez? What did you eat? Jeff, tell us. I think I had some sort of, um, well, I did have the French toast. Easy to chew. Very easy for grandma to chew. It's brunchy. It's brunchy. French toast. Then I had a prune juice, went back, squeezed out a liquid brunch, and felt really cleansed. I'd be going to pieces for liquid brunch, man. Fucking Long Island Ice Tea's five bucks on Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. How strong, though? I don't know. I can't. Liquid brunches are not nutritious. You need to have a balanced diet. I've never cared about nutrition. <laughs> what you need? You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want demolition on something. Orange juice, at least. Some tomato, something. See, Fez, this could be at least the kind of conversations that you're in. You haven't done anything in nine fucking months. Well, it would also be nice just to have some sort of imposing-looking bodyguard, too. That's that. That's I don't, I don't know if anyone would come up and talk to me, but I would have the bodyguard to didn't get you, home. Didn't you it actually did, talk to people when he was around? No, because I Polo sat on the lesbian couch at the other gay bar, and, that, and that's when I went around. But for some right, reason... So just... he wasn't there when I talked to them. But for some reason, him just being there just makes you... Because he knows that fucking Paulo was going to come back and report. You Damn, know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Because he knows that Paulo was going to say to us, he didn't do nothing last night. And Fez always wants a gold star on his report card. We, we just, I'll carry him into every bar, and he'll ride my back. Barter town. And we will talk to everyone in the bar. While he's on my back. Master Blaster, dude. Blaster was like kind of retarded, though. So? How's that bad? Hey, Glenn. Glenn, you're on with uh, Fezzi and Polo. God, Glenn. No, Glenn. No, Glenn. Uh, yeah, all I can say is Fez need to have more brunches. Is there any way we can see you? We're going to join the the dinner of the month club. I thought. What's that? Oh, that sounds good. It is. It, it was something we were talking about extensively, <laughs> and he was very interested in. All right. Someone wrote this in. How come Fez would uh, gets mad at Paulo for laughing at the mean joke, but not the person who told the mean joke? Because Paul O acts like he wants to help me. And I don't? No, you always help me. You, I understand. But I'm the one who told the mean joke. 
Why don't you just say, stop busting my balls? <laughs> the fact is, Vez, I'm trying to say? help. I don't mind you doing it. Why it's don't when you Paul say, Lowe stop busting like my balls? Stop busting my balls. Did you mean that? I don't mind you busting my balls. Fez, we want you to mind us busting your balls. If I'm busting my balls, I want you to mind I'm busting your balls. I'm not busting your balls. I swear to God. How can you let this fucking guy here? He's been through three marriages. One of them was a murder. And he's the one who wants to help you. And I'm, you know, I swear to God, Fez, this is sincerity. I mean, I can't help laughing at Ron's jokes. And they're jokes. They're not mean jokes. Ron makes jokes. Do you understand? And he's not busting your balls. Look, I laughed today when the fucking intern beat Hicks up and left him in a, as a bloody mess. Listen, I'm, I'm pristine. I'm pretty. All right, Polo. All right, but just ask him why he hasn't done the, the Dinner of the Month Club. That's what I want to know. Fez, why haven't you done the fucking Dinner of the Month Club? I got nervous about it, and I didn't sign up. What's to be nervous about Dinner of the Month? What do you? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Gay bashing. Where? Because it's going out with strangers that I don't know. They're gays, right? It's supposedly. You're afraid of gays. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that a twink's going to beat me up. I'm afraid that straight gay bashers are going to attack me. Now, here's the thing: if anyone says anything bad about gays, you call us prejudiced. Yet you don't like gays. You're afraid of them. I am afraid. Yes, I am afraid of a, of strangers, gay or straight. A stranger is just someone who hasn't beaten you up yet, Fess. That's what, that's an old saying. I haven't heard that. It's true. It's so true. you would rather sit in your apartment doing nothing than risk meeting gay people who may beat you up. I mean, that's just where I'm at right now. Maybe if the gay bashing stops. You've been stopped. this way forever. Gay bashing's not going to stop. It's New York City. There's too many people. Someone's going to get pissed off at a gay person. There's straight fucking bashing that takes place all the time in cities. Maybe if we could go a week without one of those stories. Okay, you, it's an organized dinner run by professional dinner runners. There's not going to be any bashing. You know what he's afraid of? His table manners, the way he dresses. That's the bashing that he's afraid of. Because everyone's talking about these gay weddings and how great they are and how much style they have. And Fez doesn't live in that world. He's schlump boy. He lives like me and Hicks, like a schlump. He needs to be pushed. He needs to be pushed constantly. That's all I can tell you. He doesn't want to be pushed. He doesn't want anything to happen. I know, but that's what he needs. What he wants is to watch from the sidelines. What he'd love to have is asthma or something where he couldn't leave. I'm a pusher. I know how to push. So I, I'm, I'm here. Now, I'm available to push. If, if this was like a 24-year-old girl, right? And she's not afraid to go on, you know, J-Date or Fuckfish or whatever those things are called. <laughs> okay, Cupid. Is it called Fuckfish? I think it's Babblefish. I think that's one of them. Bucket of Fish, something like that. Somebody owns everything. And that girl's willing to go out in the city. How can a fucking full-grown man be afraid to go out? I have anxiety. I'm different from other people. You need a bodyguard. 
Hi, I'm glad to meet you. By the way, this man is here to protect me. <laughs> this bald man will kill me. <laughs> Maybe the best thing that could happen to you is get date raped, Fess. <laughs> Finally, someone True. gets it in. Really? Do you have rape fantasies, Fess? Oh, no. No, not of me. I've looked at some, you know, rape porn. I looked at some rape porn after I went out to my brunch. And I was worried that the porn was going to rape my asshole. It's a full day. I would love to go out, but I'm afraid I'd shit myself. I wanted to go there, but then I thought, what if I start pissing all over the table? It's adult diapers. But what if I can't get them off and they and I'm they're choking me? What if one of the diapers gets around my neck? That's not even possible. The saddest thing about Fez is that he didn't even have kids, so some grandkids would be forced to listen to this shit and tell him he's going to be okay. He's just sitting in the. He even got rid of his cat. That fucking apartment is a tomb. Well, you ought to get a coffin and lay in it, Fez. Get a parrot, a parakeet. Get two parrots. So someone's fucking in that house. <laughs> Baby parrots would be nice. Whole family. Um, Josh, Illinois, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I think uh, Fez could really benefit from like some kind of uh, rage outlet, like some kind of physical violence, like a fight club or karate class. You want to join I a fight club, I Fez? Once a month fight club? I'll get killed. What's the worst thing that can happen? You end up having a dinner? <laughs> Why would you say you get killed? I wouldn't win a fight club. Why not? All they need is a heart punch and I'm done. Protect the heart at all fucking... At all times. We're a vest. I bet we can punch you in the heart right now and not kill you. I'm willing to bet on it. No, I think it would stop everything. It would have been fun. It would be fun, friends. At the hey. very least, it would knock one of the seven stents loose. We'd just have to say to the arresting officers, we honestly didn't think we could knock the stent out. It was an experiment that went horribly wrong. You, so you're not going out. Now, how come you're not worried that your brunch date is going to rape you or kill you? Well, I was nervous, very nervous. Uh, uh, we went out a few times. I was very nervous the first time. But I figured I had let everybody know, so, and then got to meet them, and then it was felt safer after that. Now it's them? Him. Why did you say them? I just meant that as uh, that person. It's weird. This is like Fight Club. Uh, you know, Chris Stanley, I believe you know them. Hi. Hi. <laughs> there they are, right there. Here we are. Now, I was told there'd be a brunch. Is the French toast soft? Yeah, it's French toast, miss. Does it come pre-chewed? Nope, you gotta chew it yourself. Huh. It's like a bloody Could Mary. I have my French toast without egg? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not I like sure. berries at my brunch. So it's just bread. Soft bread. <laughs> and I want to eat it out of a bird dish. We can give you a bowl. Hold on, is yeah. that twink here to kill me? Fez, you're worried about being murdered, right? Yes. What would you lose? You're not doing anything anyway. 
Well, I would have the terror of dying at someone's hand. Still, you're not losing anything the way you're living your life. You've got nothing to fucking lose. Nothing. You know, pictures of your nieces. So what? Take the plunge. Why live in New York City and not have anything to do with New York City? Crazy. You need to go back to Roosevelt Island. Call the movers. Absolutely. You're going back in August. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Spacious, BK. gloomy, breezy, lovely. Um, no one's getting attacked out there. Did uh, Lady Trucker make a uh, song for Shelby? Yeah, she put something together for Shelby. Yeah, let's, t- let's take a listen. Okay, here it is. He represents the running special, the running special, the running special. He represents the running special. Helium boy is better than Munchkin man. <laughs> Shelby doesn't know how to come in. All right, Shelby, you've lost Lady Trucker your first day. That's LT. Why don't you use one of your stock heckler lines on her, Shelby? What would you say about Lady Trucker? I don't know. I've been, she, is, she sounds like an idiot, obviously. I mean, you're just calling in with the same joke that's been told over and over. I mean, okay, we get it. They have a high voice. You, I mean, I go on YouTube, look up like high voice characters. I mean, you could get a list. Keep calling back. I mean, it's that's helping them too much, Shelby. It's gonna get the same. You're using logic against somebody who's coming from a place of cruelty. Uh, that is the dark queen. You have to set out to destroy her. I want you to bring her broom back to me, Shelby. Yeah. You move to this town, right? You move all over, right? You weigh what? You're a pretty small guy. Uh, yeah. What do you think you weigh? Buck 20. All right. You weigh 120 pounds. Yeah. Do you worry about being killed as you walk around New York? Uh, no. I mean, it could happen, but, you know, go with it. He just, (laughs) see what he's saying? It could happen. You can walk through the city and a crane can fall on you. Cranes kill people. Yet you still have to get from one place to the other. I heard a suicide jumper killed a child. Uh, on purpose? No, it's so hard to hit it from a like a height like that. I think it was just an accident. Yeah, well, if there's a lead, you think Shelby's lived all over the country. He's a young man. He's not a giant guy. Uh, off he goes. What? Because you got to get out there. Or you know what? Just the opposite. Why don't you just say to us? I love not doing anything. I have no plans to ever do anything. And most of the time on this show, I'm probably going to shut up unless you guys are talking about me or my anxieties. If you did that, we would feel like now we know where we are. You need to go to a Broadway show every night, Fez, and report back, give you reviews of the latest Broadway shows. He doesn't do such things. He needs to. He's the guy who doesn't like Broadway. There are 5,000 things going on at every moment in New York City every night. I got that from that Huey Lewis song, The Heart of Rock and Roll is Still Beating. And all this happens at a quarter to three. Uh, We got Robert Randolph uh, coming up in a little bit.
one of the great, great guitar players. He plays that uh, steel pedal guitar. Uh, we're going to break before he comes in. Fez's was just circles again. We didn't come out anywhere. We know you're not going anywhere. You got us. But at least you're on the air a little bit, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's fantastic. Um, the same break. Fez. It's the Groundhog's Day break. But we were still there. I'm coming, Fez. I'm coming. And we found out you had French toast. <laughs> and I'd like to give him some advice, but I mean, you you know, you rehash all the time. Yeah. I just say, like, like embrace change. Like, it could maybe, like, it could go bad, but it could also, like, you know, you'd never know unless you just jump in there and try it. The Advice Show. Out of the mouths of babes. It's always great when an intern can come in and say to a veteran, yeah. you've got to be able to, to get out there and try stuff and not worry about mistakes. That's how it works. It's almost like if this was a football team, the rookie comes in and says to the old head coach, look, you got to make those calls. you got to go for it. We can't do um, run the ball three times a punt. We're going to have to risk an interception. Uh, we break. We'll be back with the one and only Robert Randolph. His um, new album is coming out Tuesday, July 16th. It's called Liggity Split. Um, do, does he have a Twitter thing? We'll do a giveaway for him. Yeah, his Twitter is at uh, RRTFB. Now, when I tell you, um, make sure that you win. We're going to have some signed merchandise from him. Because this is exactly like back in the 60s having something signed by Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. For you people in the 80s, it's just like having signed Stevie Ray Vaughan. For you people today, you young people, yeah. this would be like getting to sign Robert Randolph. Whoa. And by the way, everybody who can fucking play out there loves Robert Randolph. He's the man. He is the man. So we'll break back Ron Fez show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's OB and Anthony channel. More in moments.
That's new. That's amped up. It's off of Lickety Split. That's Robert Randolph and the Family Band's brand new album, Lickety Split, comes out in stores and online Tuesday, July 16th. Robert Randolph in studio. Nice to see you, my man. What's up, man? How you doing? Well, it sounds like you're returning to that early party sound. I know the last album that you put out three years ago, you did some explorations into the blues, but this seems like it's a touchstone a little bit again. Yeah, man. You know, we, we've been revived, reborn again, mm -hmm. and, and happy and feeling good about creating our own music again, you know, so it's really been wonderful. What does it take for that to happen? What happens? You go through the road for a while, you get exhausted with it all, you get beat up out there, what no, happens? You know what? It's just all about being with the right people, talking mm -hmm. music with the right folks. And, 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 but, you know, at the same time, you know, you have to, you really have to have a fresh mind when you're making music, when you're making great music. And when I mean fresh mind, you just got to go in the studio and relax and make music, you know, not be under the gun and any time frame and so forth. Right. So, so you never know when it's going to come. You can't treat it like a regular job. Like, I'll show up at 9, I'll leave at 5, and we'll have something. You've got to say, now's the time, now's when it comes to me. Well, yeah, because, you know, you just got to put yourself in the studio, you know. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and everybody's a little different, because some songwriters could sit in their front porch with acoustic guitar and start looking at the sun and look at the bees and all that kind of right. thing happening. But bands... You know, with our kind of music, we have to. You have to get in and plug in and play. You know, we we had a great engineer like Eddie Kramer, who uh, he's worked with us in the studio. I mean, we've done two, three days in the studio with Carlos Santana. You know, uh, trombone shorty's in the studio. We're in the studio with us. I had Buddy Guy in the studio. So when you get all of that energy going in the studio, where for bands guys like me mm -hmm. and and a lot of the other guys who i've kind of patterned my career after eric clapton and all these guys i'm, I'm going high here you know what right I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get in the studio and you got to make music you got to just record and and just go you know and as for me as time you know as things happen sometimes you could you could get into something at noon but you don't really get something great till 1 a.m. It's just how it is. It's just you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know. You got to show up, be there for it, be ready to play. And and the great thing about technology today is you could the record button with me always has to be on because my musical ADD I'll forget. You will forget it. I will forget. Which always makes me wonder how did it get to you in the first place? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's always that interesting thing. And all the people that you've mentioned. Uh, you can jam on stage and it sounds great and all, but when you get into the studio, you still need songs. Clapton sounds yeah. one way live, yeah. But in a recording studio, he's a recording artist. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of jam bands will make the the mistake of let's go into the recording studio and yeah. jam. Yeah. Well, I mean, some t well, you don't go into the jam sometimes. Well, some I know some yeah, bands that do yeah, go in to just jam, and you're like, "Hey, man, what the hell's the song, man?" Right. So, but we go in there to to music helps me create, helps me write, helps me come up with where you know what we're gonna talk about. You know, if you don't have right. nothing to talk about, you know, then there is no you know you could just have a piece of music, you know, and then it becomes jazz or whatever it becomes. But I I, I totally get what you're saying, but most guys get in there and you know sometimes i'll have a title in mind or mm -hmm. 
a chorus or a melody and I will get in there and jam until that melody comes and then you get a little you know you put you know you put the other elements of the song in there you were co-producing this album right I did it all myself, man. Oh, you were a producer of this album? Yeah, you know, I kind of gave guys some credit because, uh-huh. you know, you know, people got egos, so you got to get right. Them. Sure, you got to go. Hey, okay, <laughs> they go. Hey, man, I'm not the co-writer, man. I want to be a part producer. You go. All right, man. Whatever. You know. Yeah. But for you, it's about the song anyway. Once you get it, it's what a, do you care? It's, it's about ha- for me. It's about having that. Song. You know, everybody writes songs different. You, you, yeah. you, got, you got folk music, you got rock music, you got gospel, you got blues, you got j- you know, and everybody, everybody's ver- everybody's a uh, 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 meaning of a song is very different my meaning of a song is really having something great to say always you know i'm not the guy that's going to give you the downside of life right i I don't want to do that that's not i you know my background of coming from church and 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 traveling i like to really pick people up and inspire and get people dancing you know yeah so you know those are my versions of songs through the energetic music so you're a positive guy before you become like a positive musician you're just like hey we've got to find a way through this we've got to work always you know i always you know whenever time i get bad news or i'm feeling a little down i always say or, or shoot right through that and go okay Well, that's interesting for me to hear because three years ago when you were in here, you hurt me really bad. Oh! Um, Because you told me during the commercial break, you had known for a fact LeBron James Ah! was coming to New York City. I went back to my neighborhood and said, look, I can't say where I got it from, but we're getting LeBron. Yes, yes. And now I just watch him with the heat over and over. Well, you know, it turns out that LeBron... Was gonna come. Mm-hmm. He was a wuss. He was scared of New York City. <laughs> yeah, he was seriously. That's what happened. He got I, he got worried that he'd be lost there. He got worried that he would wind up, you know, being talked about every minute of the day, all day, about failing. Don't forget now, LeBron is a little different than these other dudes. Yeah, like LeBron is a guy. He, you know, he's like he, he's the kind of guy. that's like okay, I'm going to the bar. Oh, I can't go by myself. Let me get my boys. Gotta have a bunch of people he, with him. Got to. Yeah. You know, because he don't feel like confident about himself. You can tell. That's why he went to go with Dwayne Wade and 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 and, and uh, Bosch, Chris, Chris Bosh. Yeah. Well, look, look, man, look at the dude's team, man. He got yeah. Ray Allen, Shane Battier, yeah. Chris Anthony. You know what I'm saying? It's a great team. People talk about Carmelo Anthony. Like Carmelo Anthony don't care. Look, the dude played with a, a, a torn shoulder. Yeah. You know, and it's like LeBron was like, oh, my shoulders hurt. I'm not going out there. You see, I look. Yeah. I just like guys like Carmelo Anthony. He's like, look, man, I'm going. I don't care if Stoudemire's on the court. I'm playing. So you don't have any new information that anything else is coming our way because LeBron, they say, is leaving Miami. You think so? Yeah, that's what I hear. I don't think he's leaving Miami, man. You think he's going to resign no matter what happens? Yeah, he's not going to leave South Beach, man. Look, Florida State taxes. Where's he going? Yeah, that's true. That is <laughs> no, true. No state taxes. What are you going to do? Come to New York and get slammed? Yeah. Um, any other sports that you love besides basketball? I'm a big football fan, mm-hmm. big Giants fan. Big Giants fan. That's, see, this is one thing that's changed a lot over the years, I think. Sports and rock have gotten closer yes. together. How? Uh, and, you know, years ago, you were either playing music or listening to music, or you were jock, but now... It's a real combination between the two. You know, it's funny. I had did. I had did a. Uh, I was on a panel, and it was some. It was. It was. Uh, I forget the name of. It. Anyway, it was all these football players mm-hmm. who want to get into music. 
It was oh, weird. that's right. It was all these NFL players who want to get into music. So they had me and uh, uh, Run DMC and some mm -hmm. other DJs all talking to these guys. And I'm like, look, man, y'all don't want to get into music. Y'all dudes got guaranteed contracts, man. You know, y'all yeah. get guaranteed money. <laughs> you, you, know, think like, you, th you think it's still rough to make it as a musician in this country? I, I mean, look, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, that's what I tell people. Mm -hmm. Like, look, if you're trying to get rich, man, this ain't the business to get rich in anymore, man. That's coming gone, man. But if you want to live and have fun and, and you know, do you know do what you're passionate about, it's great. You know, because, look, everybody needs music. We all need music. Yeah. Everybody listens to music, you know. So, you know, the thing is now, you know, you don't want to start fooling anybody just by being in the business to get rich because then you're going to, trust me, you'll have a short career if that's your only goal. Go, oh, yeah, we want to sell some units, man. We're going to get in, man. We're going to be big. It's like, well, what is big? Yeah. It <laughs> used to be a lot easier for musicians to buy the giant houses than it is today. But if you look, the thing about me that's... Uh, about you that it just amazed me is how quickly you were accepted by the legends i mean what 2001 was uh the wetlands album and 2000 yeah we recorded in 2001 came out 2002 yeah yeah and then in no time at all every great guitar player in the world is either inviting you on stage or name checking you in an interview yeah and it happened it seemed like overnight as far as you being considered one of the best yes well i mean if that's what they considered me as i mean i took it more as uh really for me to get better and these guys appreciate something different that i brought you know it's like eric clapton said he's like man i thought i saw all the guitar music i thought i heard it all you know i mean here's a guy that grew up with clapton and i mean he grew up with hendrix and the beatles yeah. and the stones and elvis and everybody else you know so he's like man you you know, I'm expecting you to take this to a whole nother place and, and inspire everybody else, you know, inspire a whole nother generation because you just inspired me, you know, and the same thing as Carlos Santana and a lot of these guys. So I see it as guys like, you know, me, Derek Trucks, the Black Keys, uh, uh, Jack White, you know, right. all, you know, we we're sort of that next group of guitar guys that, you know, we'll all be old and. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Talking about some other kids someday. Like, hey, man. It's like the 1212 concert, man. It's like, hey, we, we you know, we're going to the 2050 concert, man. And it's Robert Randolph and Jack White and Black Keys, and we all rolling out there, man. Yeah. Anybody intimidating to you when, though, when they invite you in? Anybody intimidating when they want to play with you? When you look up and you see a Carlos Santana or an Eric Clapton, doesn't give you a. Uh, no, you know, I just see those guys as. You know, we, for me, I just kind of see it as just let's go in and make some music. I don't, I don't know if I get Stevie Ray Vaughan would intimidate me. If right. I, if I ever met him, he would intimidate me because there's not a day that don't go by that I don't listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. So, you know, probably Michael Jackson too. I mean, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. Stevie Ray is was the first one for you to hear and say, wait, wait, there's other stuff I can do. Yeah, well, it's the voicings and the soulfulness that he played yeah. with, you know. He was one of those guitar players that just kind of, he kind of did it all, you know. Mm -hmm. I never saw him play, but I'm just listening to this stuff, and I'm like, this is so soulful and so precise and just so on. It kind of, it, 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 I immediately gravitated toward it from, from being in church, because we were always taught, like, we can't noodle, you can't play to yourself, you, can, you always had to make a connection. And that's where sort of our whole soulful thing came from. So, and you got to make that 
sort of connects. You just can't noodle. Like even when we came into it, you know, in 2000, when we came on the scene 2001, and we start playing all these jam things, people are like, man, we just love you guys because you guys just don't noodle, man. Y'all don't play right noodle along with some of those bands, you know. Some of it is how quick your fingers are, and you're doing gymnastics, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But there is no connection to the instrument and no connection to the audience. Yeah, and the audience likes this groove, this thing mm -hmm. to happen, you know. And that's why, I, you know, I thank Carlos Santana because he's a guy that has always, if you listen to Carlos, if you follow his career, I man, he's yeah. always had the guitar with the melodies, with a chorus, and it was a you know, it was like a yeah. scene, man. It was it, all of his music. I mean, if you listen to Black Magic Woman, all these different things, it's like, it's not a normal song, but you into it because there's this whole thing that happens and that becomes Carlos Santana, you know? So he's not trying to write a bridge, you know, it's right. just this thing. He he could noodle for 20 minutes if he wanted to, but he's like, ah, you can't get, he'll tell you, he's like, no, man, I'm not going to noodle, man. You play, yeah. man, you make it good, man, so the women could dance and you could do that and then you could get out and go to another song. Yeah, there's times that you'll see Carlos and he'll just hold that note. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. How long is that going on? Yeah. And it takes you to a place. Do you can feel it when the audience kind of moves up a step, though. You feel it when the audience is really connection. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, it's nothing like you know, playing a live show. It's nothing like recording a record. You know, it's. I mean, it's really the ultimate thing when you record this piece of music. You go in the studio and record these songs, and you go out and you play them live, and the crowd reaction and everybody's dancing and the women are feeling sexy and the dudes are feeling good and everybody's got this thing happening in the music and it allows bands to improvise you know mm -hmm. it allows you to come up with new elements for your live performance you know and that's what's great about you know seeing a group of songs that you record in the studio transfer live it's, it's, it's there's something really cool about it and then to see if they stand up to those other ones that that have already connected exactly. to the audience. Yeah, I mean that's the key. You know, you you, you know because look, you never want people to be like, we don't want to hear those songs. Play the other songs, man. Right. It's like, well, well, gee, you know what's also interesting too that some uh, people will go back and do like their album. A lot of bands are doing this and playing it beginning to end. And as great as it might sound on the album, it doesn't work in that same yeah. sequence live. Yeah. It's both of those things, yeah. whether it's a live or the album, it's pretty mysterious how you can put that together. Yeah, you gotta you yeah, you gotta figure it out live. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, you know, the, trying to play the whole album straight I mean, people have been recommending me that type to me. I'm like, I ain't gonna work live, you know. Right. You got to feel it out. You, you know? got to feel it out and know where everybody is moving from uh, one to the next. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, it could be a rainy day, man. You know, it could be a snow, cold, snowy day. Man. It could be hot as hell outside, man. You play some festival and you want to play 10 energetic songs in a row, man. People worn out, you know. They're like, Do you still have shows where you show up and, and you can't find it, though? Do you still shows where you're like, where's that groove at? How am I going to get back there? Always happens. It's always always happens. happens. Yeah, because it's doing the course of a tour, man, and touring, yeah. doing the course of traveling, getting somewhere late, something's out of tune, something's broke, something's going wrong, something ain't sounding right, you can't hear yourself. It's always that happens. But you try to keep those days down. Keep them down. And, and, you, and you don't want it to happen on the main days where all, <laughs> all of the press and radio people are at, and everybody's there, and the label puts you on the press. They're like, hey, everybody's here today. Yeah, that's great. 
Uh, and I, I do think it's got to be a tightrope the whole time. You know, it's, you've got to say to yourself, if it was so easy to do, then everybody could phone it in. Yeah. You know, but I always like when you see a band and one night, sometimes they could even be playing the same songs, but it feels like a completely different show. Yeah. And I never know whether that's from the audience, whether it's from the players, where that kind of stuff comes from. It's both. It mm -hmm. just, you know, it's it's a combination of both. You know, I mean, you know, what's funny is we've probably been one of those bands that's that's, that's played in every type of setting so far, man. We played on hip hop shows. You know, it's been us, The Roots, Pharrell, and mm -hmm. Talib Kweli. Then it's been us. You know, the the Dale McCurry band and the the, the so and so at the folk festival. Right. Then it's been us and. You know, Black Crows and Jack White and so forth at some hard rock festival. Then we had a blues festival, you know, then open for Eric Clapton, did gospel shows, mm -hmm. you know. I probably, you know, I got gospel awards, blues awards, rock awards, you know, so, you know, and every show is different. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I just like to bring the, the elements of Robert Randolph into somebody's world, which, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll send you out with the song Born Again. Tell us a little bit about that one. Born Again. Yeah. It's really a, it was about a love song, meeting somebody special or, and, and, and feeling really good about yourself again. All guys, we could kind of relate. Women, you could kind of relate to when everything's been sort of a social drag and you met the wrong person. Now you got this new person in your life. But the song winds up being some spiritual sounding song because everybody's go born again, born again, which it's all this connection. You meet the right person. You like, hey, man, I want to, I want to dance. I want to, let's go to church, honey. <laughs> like church. We ain't been to church in like 20 years. It's okay. Come on. I'm feeling good. So it's all coming from the same uh, place for you. Where, yeah. all, where all these good things are coming from. Yeah, man, it's all it all feels good, man. You know, Born Again is a great love song. We wrote it in the. It's not really a love song, but it's a feel good song. Makes you feel wonderful. Got the elements of blues, rock, gospel. Reminds you of a lot of different things, and it makes you want to dance. Makes you want to go hug somebody. So, Born Again, ladies and gentlemen. Off of the new record, Lickety Split. We recorded it in Nashville, Tennessee. Lady Split comes out in stores and online Tuesday, July 16th. Robert Randolph, always great to see you, my man. Thank you very much. I'll see Thank you next time coming through. Thank you. See you, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs>
How about that? Robert Randolph and the Family Band. That pedal steel is a beautiful, beautiful instrument. He tears it up, man. It's great sounds. phenomenal how he plays. Such a great, great live band. They got a brand new album out uh, in July. Legacy Split. Uh, we're giving away some sign, Robert Randolph. Just be a first responder. It's at RRTFB. At RRTFB. Uh, feel uh, free to tweet early and tweet often. At RRTFB for the first responders. Sign Robert Randolph, as I said earlier. Uh, this is the same thing as if you got signed Stevie Ray Vaughan. Sign uh, Jimi Hendrix. Sign Eric Clapton. Um, in your case, it would be like uh, Trey from Fish, I guess. He's an amazing guitar player, man. Ask him what he thinks of Robert Randolph next time you run into him. I'm sure he's going to give him love. Don't be sure. You know, check on okay, it. Okay, next time it comes up. Twitter first responders at RRTFB. At RRTFB. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, lots going on today. This show got away from us, uh, and that'll happen when we do the advice show combined with uh, Paula. Uh, but I was reading on the iBank. Uh, a something that really, really moved me. Though this is on the uh, part of the site that anybody can send it, send stuff into, unfiltered. And I've never said before that if there's anything on the iBang that you should pass it along, or retweet it, or send it to your friends. I don't. I cannot think of a single instance. But when we get around and we feel sorry for ourselves and we feel like life is tough occasionally it does you a lot of good to read somebody who's uh, up against something a lot bigger than what you're dealing with today um, it's a listener to this show who name is Brian and has sent us what's going on with his uh, life right now he and his wife just had a little girl named Lena and was built, uh, born with this heart condition uh, or the basic, the shorthand for this is that she was born with half a heart. Oh. Uh, tremendously stressful and heartbreaking thing to get into because four days old and she's getting uh, operations. But the part of it that is so touching is he talks about the Ronald McDonald house. I think we've all driven past and you see it and you kind of know that they do good things there, but you're not exactly sure how it works. And hopefully you'll never end up in Brian's situation where you have to uh, find out how it works. But it, it's amazing stuff to read about. Uh, volunteers run this place. Funded by donations, and he says, Complete strangers cook us dinner every night. My first night eating a meal there, I was so overcome with emotion that I teared up eating a hot dog. Uh, the whole point of me writing this and sharing my story is to ask people to support great 
organizations like your local children's hospital and Ronald McDonald House. Um, it's a pretty tremendous place that he takes us there. And again, I don't know what it is about life, but sometimes when the most adversity is happening is where you find the most strength. The strength in yourself and the strength of being able to say to other people, thank you, I will let you help me. Uh, so it's up on the iBag. We may even want to move that over to the wire if anybody would like to leave some comments. This is a listener of this show, just like yourself, every day who's going through uh, something that is as soul-crushing as to have a baby, and that baby needs true help. Uh, but I also want to point out, my whole life everyone's done McDonald's jokes or taking shots at McDonald's for whatever reason. But when you find out that corporations are doing something terrific, you should also point that out as well. And this Ronald McDonald house, uh, just seeing it through Brian's eyes, it's a really great and touching thing to read. It's up on the iBang. Uh, and certainly if you've got children of your own, uh, it's a good thing to know that there's something like that out there in the world. So it's up on the Interrobang today. If you can, uh, leave him a comment. Um, and pass it along to other people, if you will. And again, we've never asked uh, you know anyone to do that before. I'm not all that familiar with the Ronald McDonald House, other than the, and the odd thing is, there's one not that far away from me in my uh, neighborhood. Uh, there's also a Gilda's House up there. These are people that just go out of their way to help people that are in a really, really tough place. Very, very touching. And I also want to go out of my way to thank Brian for uh, sharing that with us. It's up on the Interrobang, uh, on the unfiltered section, please. Go give it a read, and if you can, pass it along to some people. Here's Patrick in Tampa, your other run show. How's it going, fellas? Yeah. Um, my When my daughter was born, three hours after uh, she was born, three years ago, she had to have a surgery on her intestine, and I never knew about Ronald McDonald House, had no idea how I was, uh, was going to afford to stay in downtown St. Pete by all children. And somebody told us about the place, and we stayed there for three weeks. And the the first night when we walked into the door of this place, they were going to let us stay there for free. You just have to do a chore every morning to help everybody out. And I walked in, and this huge woman was doing a uh, crab boil in the middle of the kitchen, so the whole building smelled like crab. And I will never forget the smell of this crab boil in this strange place that was like an old hotel that they converted. And every chance my wife and I get, we don't have much, but I make sure I stuff a few bucks in that silly little box underneath the drive-thru windows at Ronald McDonald's, or at McDonald's, because I will never forget that place. They mean as much to me as the hospital did who actually worked on our daughter, who's, you know, 100% A-OK today. But I get a little choked up even talking about sure. it now. Uh, what a terrific story. And, yeah, a lot of times you, you think to yourself when you go to places like that or you've been to 7-Eleven, you see that change thing, 
and you're like, yeah, but what difference does it make? Here you're in from a guy like Patrick, and Patrick, also the great thing is you're just passing along that experience because some of us uh, don't know about that thing. Uh, uh, I think it's terrific. Um, I think it's tremendous to hear those kind of stories. You know, we're just coming off Robert Randolph, uh, and by the way, if you want to get on this on Twitter, uh, get some signed Robert Randolph. It's at RRTFB, at RRTFB. Now, the things for us that would be difficult is how you would help back, like when he had to do a chore. I mean, my chore, obviously, would be yeah. the gift of laughter. If everyone liked to put your mops down for a second. I want to tell you this really funny story. I need you to do some dishes, though. I have a gift for yeah, Yes, I understand what you're saying. Laughter. You know, pick up everybody's spirits around here. It's dusty over in this mm -hmm. room. Uh, room. Some parents are about to come in here. I'll tell you something else that's dusty is the Old West. Do you ever notice this in a cowboy movie? But we really need the, la the labor. Right. Yeah, the labor of love, which comes to us from laughter. So if you guys are doing a show later, I'd love to have them say it for you. Um, but by the way, read this. It's up on the Interrobang. It's very rare that somebody will write something to me that uh, I find to be so moving and touching. Um, Frank, you're on the Run of Fez show. Did say, say Frank? Yeah, I did say Frank. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Mm, you know, I'm uh, having trouble with Hicks right now. What? <laughs> it's always a problem with them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just wanted to call and say I'm really glad to hear you guys talking about the Ronald McDonald House. I uh, I'm actually on the House committee for a house here in California, and I don't think that uh, McDonald's does a very good job of telling their story about what they do and how they help out. So it's really kind of refreshing to hear that on the radio. Uh, you know, these houses are overbooked 99% um, of the time by more than 20%. So not only do they, they give people, you know, a place to stay and a food to eat and some comfort at the house when they're overbooked, they also cover the cost to go to a local hotel if they can't keep the family at the house themselves. So, I mean, there's the people that work there, I swear, are just saints, most of them, not all of them, and uh, they're doing a really good thing. So I was really happy to hear this on the radio. My, uh, my charity of choice. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you shared it with us. And I'm sure it's difficult, too, when you are a large corporation doing something good to be able to explain that to people because, let's face it, when you're a big, successful corporation, we like to take shots at you in America. It's what Americans do. But when you read a story about this, that not only are they uh, providing help to this family, and the corporation is doing it, but they're also uh, doing a place where people can volunteer, you know, because there's a lot of volunteers that go, hey, I want to get involved with something good. I don't have tremendous skills, but if you could go over and just be a part of that, it's a great thing to uh, belong to. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Bobby in Las Vegas. How you doing? Hey, Ronnie. Um, I'm going on four years now with the Community Relations Board of the Ronald McDonald House, and what they do there is amazing. You just And what they do also, from what the other guy just explained, is 
they'll sponsor a hospital here, which is one of the local hospitals. They'll do the children's ward, and they'll deliver food to the parents. Let's say if the kid's at the hospital that day, they'll bring food to the parents or who's ever helping watching the kids to that whole wing of that hospital. They'll, they'll make sandwiches and lunches for everybody in that wing of that hospital for that day, every day, Monday through Friday. And these are just local people. They're not exactly... Uh involved in any other aspect of that but just they show up and say how do i volunteer how can i get involved here yes it's a pure volunteer and then there's a few staff but these staff what whatever money they take they i would say almost all of it go to charity and you know and the houses here the like the las vegas chapter the house just was just renovated it only has 12 rooms as they said it could be tight but they'll do everything and anything to make sure that every single family would not be turned away if one does need help. I was personally affected. The reason I got involved with it, a family member of mine was had to stay at that house, and when they lost their kid, they took of everything. They took care of everything for her, and they. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional here, but they even did the make a wish for her, where they gave her a Disney. They took care of her Disneyland. You know, they did the whole princess theme party for her and um when she passed away they took care of everything seriously i mean i don't know what else they could what else they can do for everybody else here i think it's uh fantastic and again it's one of those things that i mean it's in plain sight this information would have been easy enough for me to know uh it would be an interesting thing i guess to put on the news every once in a while but we don't hear that type of thing a lot of times you hear you you hear stuff in life that frightens you and makes you even more frightened but here's something that's really really great uh you've got a corporation doing stuff but then individuals who don't necessarily even work for mcdonald's would get the the opportunity to go over and volunteer for this and to help families who have sick kids and not everybody realizes this but you know, sending a kid to the hospital uh, to be in the hospital is so frightening to have the family there every day, even though it's upsetting to their life, it's so much better for the kid, you know, to keep that family together. Um, look who it is. Here is our friend, uh, Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ronnie. Hey. Um, my, as you, I probably mentioned this before, my daughter was born nine weeks early. And um, she uh, stayed in the hospital about six weeks after she was born. And thankfully, there was nothing seriously wrong other than the fact she was born early. But um, I, I have worked in the, you know, medical field for most of my uh, working life. And I actually did a stint down in um, the Children's Seashore House, mm -hmm. which is the Philadelphia equivalent of the um, Ronald McDonald House. And um, they, uh, the stuff they do for these children, like NICU nurses, pediatric nurses and stuff, and then all the outside people who are trying to make these families, keep them together and keep them strong as a family unit, and helping the mothers coping with, you know, have just having a child, which is, you know, a daunting thing in and of itself, but then having to go through that emotional, um, that emotional toll it takes. Absolutely. To watch your child, like, it, and there's, and you're, there's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And 
the way that um, the nurses and stuff help and they comfort you. And I continually send uh, pictures of my daughter back to the NICU um, so the nurses can see how she's progressed. Like That's great. Four and three weeks. And, but also to give comfort to the mothers who are there, who are at, like, at the starting point almost, because the best thing that ever happened to me was when I walked in, when I first saw my daughter, and she had a vent, you know, she was on a ventilator. She was three pounds. And I was just out of my mind, you know, and um, one of the other mothers came over and she says, it's going to be okay. And and the nurses and the other moms there, kind of, we all kind of pulled together. And I still talk to these people and we just feel like our children have come so far. And without that, I'm not sure I would be as happy and as excited about I wouldn't be as afraid for her mm-hmm. as I would have been if I didn't have that. So what they do down there, I mean, this is tremendous, tremendous work that they do for these families. So I, I definitely, I support them 100%. And thank, thank you so much, darling. And, and uh, I love the idea that sometimes just hearing somebody else's good story can uh, help you. Uh, if you get the opportunity, it's up on the Interbang. I wish I would have brought it up earlier today. Help Ronald McDonald House. How Ronald McDonald House helped us to help our little girl. It's about a listener of this show that I've never met before, named Brian, who obviously this wasn't something that he had ever thought about himself. Uh, but as he found out that his daughter was born with this terrible heart condition. She didn't have a fully formed heart. These strangers from Ronald McDonald House came in to help. And it's amazingly touching. He's a wonderful writer. And if you get the opportunity, because there's so much uh, bad news out there, read this story uh, and pass it along. Maybe somebody could post it to Reddit, because I think as many people who get the opportunity to just to, to read a story like this. It's it's fantastic, and I want to thank Brian to do that and uh, thinking about him and everything that he's going through today. I want to thank uh, Robert Randolph for coming in here, even though we had the problem yeah. of him giving me some bad information before. But Robert Randolph still running that uh, Twitter contest, and we'll give out the winner tomorrow. It's RR. TFB, RRTFB, vote early, vote often on that. Let Robert Randolph know that you enjoyed him on the show. Um, maybe we can even pick this up tomorrow because, as I said, it's very little that I know about this, um, even though uh, it's something that I should know. And another thing, of course, sometimes stuff like a radio show or a website creates somewhat of a connection between people. Sometimes you gain strength from it. So if you get the opportunity to go over and read this story that Brian put up, how Ronald McDonald House helped us to help our little girl. Uh, Tonight, you're sending out for the winners of uh, this Friday? Yep. All right, Chris. Uh, We'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. Tomorrow. See you then. And that's the end of my show, Donk.
The Hopper from Dish Network. The Hopper has superpowers. You think a Dish Network and a DVR, people would think, oh, that goes with the television. Not anymore. The Dish Network Hopper that goes with a smartphone, a tablet, a laptop, not just TV in someone's home anymore. It's the Hopper, the DVR that goes with you. Uh, record programming, watch live programming anywhere, you, uh, anywhere the Hopper goes with the smartphone, the tablet, or the laptop. It's the Hopper from Dish Network. Record hundreds and hundreds of hours of television programming. And then the Hopper turns any room into a TV room. Watch television whenever and wherever you want to. The Hopper from Dish Network. Laptop, tablet, or smartphone. Your TV is available anytime, 24 hours a day. You don't have to be sitting in your living room to be watching the Hopper. Call this number, 1-800-WATCH-TV. That's 1-800-WATCH-TV. Call that number today. Get the Hopper from Dish Network. 1-800-WATCH-TV.